Hey everyone, this is just a reminder that after this episode, we will no longer be putting these episodes up on Shout Engine. We will instead be moving over completely to audioentropy.com. What this means is if you subscribe to us on iTunes or a podcast app, that we'll be updating the RSS feed and you just need to unsubscribe and resubscribe. Maybe give it a couple days, it's a bit fiddly. And if you listen to us directly on Shout Engine, you can instead find us at audioentropy.com. Hello and welcome to Digimon Digital Moncast, the podcast where we sit around and talk about a kid's show with monsters and pretty sure this episode is cursed. <laughs> I don't know, why would you say that? I mean, it's not like we recorded half an episode and then found out that we'd lost one of the tracks. I don't know. Because of hard drive not, problems. 40, 40 minutes is not a half of our episode. That's like right, maybe that's more like a, a third. Qu- yeah, a quarter at best. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, but yeah, hi, I'm Tyler, and we've got Jules. Hi there, uh, no hard drive issues this time on my part, god No, it wasn't your fault at all. And Joel. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, between turning in audio tracks late and, um, just like completely bombing recording sessions, yeah, we're, we're the most professional podcast on the network. Oh yeah, that's why there was like a week gap, by the way, it was Joel's fault. No, shh, shh. We were gonna sp- I thought we were going to spin that as matching up the episode release with the date on the oh, show. Oh, yes, that too. Uh, I mean, I s- bad news to you, folks. Not. I don't think it's actually still going to match up with this episode. Oh, we, like, can, we, can, delay, we can delay the release. <laughs> oh, we'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll fuck up something. So it's actually kind of all right that we're uh, re-recording this because in between when we did the original recording and now... There's been basically the entire cast list of the Tri-Dub got released. Yeah, so that's f- fucking blessing uh, in there disguise. There are two characters whose casting hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, those being Ty and Biomon. So, yeah, here's hoping, Joshua Seth, please. Biomon. I, I want him to reveal it <laughs> yeah, the end of one of his of fucking magic shows. <laughs> like... He's a magician, so I'm assuming he's going to use his magic powers to land himself the role. Okay, Tyler, what what magic trick, like what stage magician trick do you use to get yourself a voice acting role? Um, I mean, ventriloquism, probably. I assume he's not like a stage magician, he's actually just a wizard. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, he's so, one of those actual magic users who's using stage magic yes. as a cover. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, they don't have any other skills beyond just being a wizard, so they host a stage magic Are you telling me and... he would create a wizard tunnel? Yes. <laughs> it's, his, it's his signature move. Yeah, yeah, the famous wizard tunnel. Yeah. So, back to this cast list. There's, you know, a surprising amount of people returning. Um, is it Tom surprising, Farn though? Tom is returning like... as Argumon. It actually kind of is. 
Cause... I mean, yeah. I mean, they're voice actors. What else do they have going on? Well, no, it's more surprising in the sense that, like, during that era, like, late 90s to early 2000s, a lot of the voice actors just fucking fell off the face of the earth and, like, just oh. never returned to the to the career. Meanwhile, it's... the few that survived kind of, like, thrived and became the foundation of what's become modern dub voice acting. Yeah. And have kind of stuck around for maybe, honestly, a bit too long because, like, there's not enough fresh blood. <laughs> right, like, right. So you gotta, you gotta introduce some, some new uh, predators <laughs> into the mix to thin out the, thin out the weaker, older ones. No. Right. Yeah. I just want to bring that up. Jules, you mentioned Vic Mignogna. Yeah, fuck Vic, Vic, Vic Mignogna. He's he's an okay voice actor, but fuck he's Vic Matt. He's a... he's playing Matt. Are you fucking what? Yep, he's playing Matt. Vic Mignogna, uh, <laughs> best known as Edward Elric, I guess from Full Metal. Also Alchemist. known as a creepy dude at fucking conventions who kind of yeah, like gets real weirdo. shitty with like his female fans, and then his wife gets pissed off at the female fans and not actually him. Ugh. Fuck you, yep, Vic he is playing Matt. He has been cast as Matt. Good, so the dirtbag got cast as a dirtbag. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just kind of... Mm. <laughs> you um, couldn't have planned that better. I'm really fucking mad. Yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's also weird people because, are like, a bit surprised like, about what, that. He's like a 40-year-old dude. Yeah, people are saying that... So um, he's a voice actor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, people are saying that he... Probably like doesn't really fit Matt. No, so like much. Matt has like. Yeah, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, he tried like when he was cast in like um Free the swimming anime for that dub. He was cast like the super cool like you know um sort of hard edge character and like so it does, what it Matt thinks fucking... he is. Yeah. It, that... Okay. Okay. Now, <sighs> what if he does it with a really shitty attempt at a. British punk accent. <laughs> no, because Vic Mignogna can only do one, one fucking voice. Yeah, he can only right, do exactly. one voice. He's the same so voice he, in everything. Right, so what if he does that voice, but he tries to do a shitty, like, fake British punk accent, like Matt would do? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, actually, well, and also, fans, I think he also he also did the dub for Broly as well, I think, if I recall correctly. No, I didn't know that. I'll just double check, because I remember him having, like, a um fucking uh anecdote about him like auditioning for Broly and basically losing his voice <laughs> because he had to scream. Nice. So yeah, while you're doing that, uh Tom Farns returning as Agumon, Kirk Thornton's returning as Gabumon and Garurumon. Uh we already said Colina Shaughnessy is Sora. Uh Melody Spevik is returning as Bergeramon and assuming Garudamon if she ever actually has any lines. Um, <laughs> she hasn't turned up yet, and like, yeah. Not well, I mean, she'll have to eventually, have right? Like, we're gonna get Phoenixmon yeah. at some point, I'd assume. Yeah. Mono Marshall's returning as Izzy. Jeff Nimoy's returning as Tentomon and Capitarimon. Uh, Felice Sampler is coming back as Mimi. Anna Garduno is Palmon. Mary Devon's Togemon. Uh, the voice of Angemon, Dave Mallow, is back. Oh, cool. He's cool. Uh, I, I can only Erholtz. imagine, like, one voice for Angemon anyway, like... Yeah. Doug Erholtz, who played TK in O2 and Metal Cedar 1. Um, he is back, but he's not playing TK anymore. He is now playing uh, Daigo, and the I male assume, secret agent. And I assume still oh. Metal Cedar Yes. Oh, we can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> Metal Cedar just, just, he does a walk-on cameo, like, Hey guys, what's up? 
<laughs> yeah, he's playing the character that is a secret agent who takes on the role as their school teacher to and keep also an eye on them. Now, babysitter. now, secret yeah. agent or Cedra agent? Oh shit! Hmm. We know Digimon reveal, can take. We know we can, Digimon can take human disguise forms. Yeah, if that's they true. reveal that Daigo is actually a metal Cedramon, that would be the single greatest plot beat in the history of anime. That would be kind of... <laughs> yeah, take that, Game of Thrones. You can't beat a twist like that. <laughs> so, uh, then there's a bunch of new people. So, Tara Sands is the new Kari. She's well known for being Mokuba from Yu-Gi-Oh! Okay, that's a pull. <laughs> and also for playing Bulbasaur. Which, all right. I, I I love when voice actors have Pokemon on their resumes. I know, because it's just them saying the same word in different ways. It's hilarious. No, no I want to overdub Kari singing the Bulbasaur bul- lullaby. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, Johnny Young Bosch is TK. You know, Adam from Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, Robbie Damon is the new Joe. He played Tuxedo Mask in Crystal. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Herbert is the new Greymon. Um, he's best known for being both the narrator and older Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I didn't know that was the same person. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> That's, uh, wow. Okay. Now, now I'm going to just assume yeah. that Gohan's narrating Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. It makes as much sense as anything else. Yeah, yeah. Putting on an announcer yeah. voice and just like, this is all just stories <laughs> he's telling. Uh, Christina V, who played Ray in Sailor Moon, is Mako, the new girl. Mm-hmm. And then Kate Higgins, who played Amy in Sailor Moon and Sakura in Naruto, is playing Mekumon, Gatomon, and Himikawa, who is the secret agent lady. Oh, right. So she's got her work cut out for her. I mean, you know, what does she really have to say that much with Mechamon and Gatamon? Like, they don't have that many lines. That's true. Uh, but most importantly, Robert Martin Klein is returning as Gomamon. Fuck yeah! Okay, Woo! yeah, that's that, the only the only real character that matters in this. Yes. Cue the so. marching fishes! <laughs> <laughs> Even though he, like, I think he has, like, two lines. Who gives in, a shit? Those are going to be two great lines. One. Yeah, but... Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> we did it! We did it, guys! <laughs> yeah, we're responsible for giving him the role as Gomamon. Yeah, we willed it into Because we love him existence. so much. Yeah, so... I, yeah, need, to, I need to somehow literally convince... Literally just tie in Beomon left. I need to convince <laughs> other people in the theaters to um, join me in a round of applause when Gomamon appears on screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Speaking of which, I'm pretty sure that the... Um, announcement of what theaters are getting that first run is in like a week i look forward to i look forward to not being on that list yeah i know right (laughs) you never know joel (laughs) you never know like we brought fucking i i'm honestly kind of said we somehow wheeled that guy back into the fucking role of gomamon (laughs) with how much we praise gomamon like who goddamn knows it's like i know that you uh, worried about, you know, you're not getting it in theaters because you live, like, in the middle of nowhere. And so do we, because no one cares about Australia. Mm. But we still managed to get Dragon Ball Z in theaters. We managed so. to get the movie 
the movie for Yaomushi Pedal, the bicycle anime, in select theaters here on a weekend, which... I mean, that's kind of why I actually fucking binge-watched that entire <laughs> show in, like, six days and kind of destroyed my sleeping pattern for a good month or two. Nice. Nice. 40 episodes and maybe six days. I kind of lost track of who I was. <laughs> I mean, I've done so much worse than that. I mean, yeah, there was but you a time didn't, like, did you where my internet went out. that you are going to watch on a weekend once? <laughs> there was a time where my internet went out for three weeks. Uh, I ran out of stuff to do after the first, like, week and a half because I watched every single episode of Stargate ever made. <laughs> Holy shit! Because I have the whole thing on DVD. So I watched 200 hours worth of Stargate in, like, two weeks. Jesus that's, Christ, Tyler. That's an accomplishment, I guess. Did you build a Stargate afterwards? <laughs> like... <laughs> Don't tell anyone. It's in the backyard. <laughs> Is that I wasn't going to mention it. Like... <laughs> so, leaving aside my Stargate, um, <laughs> it, it uses a lot of power. It's very expensive. I mean... Uh, I don't like turning it on. <laughs> I don't know, like... It would at least run better than Australian internet, I bet. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it, a given. it just travels like you know, 150 million light years in like half a second. So yeah. So, like so what you're saying is the lights, the lights in the neighborhood will flicker a little. A little bit. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some people like the TVs reset. It. It. Yeah. Just sending that like fiberglass cow as a test subject that you've got in your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that thing is precious Don't and talk must be shit protected. about my cow. Right? I'm not talking shit about your cow. I'm just saying you've got a perfect test subject right there. Even though, like Joel said, it's kind of a. At this point, I would imagine a precious family heirloom. More or less. <laughs> oh God, that's what <laughs> happens, isn't it? You get some like piece of junk and you keep it around for long enough that it becomes like established, and that's that's what heirlooms are. I would just like to say, this is not a piece of junk. This is like a life-size fiberglass cow, okay? <laughs> oh, God. What, it's not oh, a piece that, of junk. You're right. So what was I thinking? My, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> just at one point, an ancestor man's going to fucking unearth like a box full of old gunpla and go, what, what, what is this? <laughs> it's going to be you when you're like 70. Oh, like God. Around. It's like, what's this? And you open up a box and it's full of gunpla and you're like, oh, my God. I remember this. <laughs> like, I, I don't think I like your insinuation that 70-year-old Jules isn't going to still be deep, deep in a gunpla hole. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a fair assumption. Uh, yeah. Did buy like, another kit recently, even though I said I, I was going to stop for a bit. Like, Speaking I half expect she's kids. going to need to rebuild those things Lego style to get her out of the hole. <laughs> God, I mean... <sighs> Speaking of model kits, I oh, right. might have spent like 140 bucks on buying what appears to be the last copy of that Omnimon model kit we talked about like two months ago. You spent 140 bucks on a toy? Seriously? Yeah, I know, right? Get on what Joel's is... level! <laughs> yeah, what is wrong it's with so you? Cheap. That's so much money! <laughs> How much... Money have you spent on Power Rangers toys, Joe? Um, before this week or after? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's okay, let's get a both a pre and a post. 
Okay, let's do some quick let's do some quick uh, math, math here. There's more for one, more for two. Uh, Communicator watch, Megazord, uh, Thunderzord, <laughs> Tigerzord. Good lord, it just keeps going. Yeah, no, uh, they've they've released they've released us. Oh yeah, Dragon Dagger, uh, Saba. You bought Saba as well. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Why? Yeah, Saba's a prick. Yeah, but yeah. he looks he looks awesome hanging on my wall. He's a talking tiger sword, <laughs> Tyler. Like, yeah, but he's so annoying. So I'm gonna rough estimate it, uh, six hundred bucks maybe. Probably it's probably more than that. That was a super loose estimate. But I actually bought a lot of the stuff on sale from Toys R Us, so like I didn't pay original retail. <laughs> Still, one I notable think I might thing. A lot of money. Yeah, one notable thing I didn't buy from Toys R Us when I had the opportunity. It was the uh, original run Dragon Zord. Which, which is was, like probably the coolest. Yeah, and that's a huge oversight because at pretty much as soon as it went out of print, it skyrocketed on the like second market. Yeah. Um, to the point where like it's regularly like three hundred plus bucks on eBay for brand new copies. Yeah. However, <laughs> Amazon has <laughs> listings for it for various like toy retailers that restock it or whatever. And recently had it go on sale for like 230 bucks, which is still a lot of money, but I had a $30 credit left over from a filled promotion and could get another $5 uh, gift credit if I added a $100 gift credit. So it's technically $35 free. Plus, my, I have a credit card through Amazon and I'd racked up about 80 points from there. So when you think about it... You save money. You still really, yeah. spent over two hundred dollars. It was like they paid sword. you to get a dragon really? sword. Really? Yeah. No. Really. Exactly. <laughs> no. Um. But I'm seriously, I'm mad that there's not, no gold art toy. I'm I'm justifying it by like I picked up one of the um. They've been doing this thing that it with the Megazord and other during the Dragon Sword where they have a, like a special, lim- even more limited edition gold and black version. Which it's like, okay, that's kind of neat, but honestly, taking away it's the colors not, loses yeah, something. The it's not as is cool. green. It's not yeah, exactly. black. So I, I picked up one of those, assuming that it's probably. Well, originally I picked it up because I was like, I'm never going to be able to get the original, and I've got this gap to fill. But now that I have <laughs> so you it. Actually, you bought one of those as well? Well, I bought one of those a while back. So my plan oh, now is that when that goes out of print, I'm hoping since it was an even more limited run, it's going to be decent on the aftermarket, and I can resell it and recoup <laughs> some recoup some of my losses there. You just remind me I've got to sell my fucking Evangelion merchandise. Yeah, get on that. You need you need, your gunpla fund needs needs some. Uh, I mean, you just you. I started because I, mean, I realized is it like, going I should... into her gunpla fund or the break into my house to steal the Omnimon <laughs> kit fund. It's the same thing. Same fund, yeah. <laughs> like, oh God, I actually realized like how much I've just spent on Gunpla, and I need to take a deep, long look at myself. It adds up. So you um, add to- okay, so I've got like just in high grade kits, twenty three. And those are like what, thirty bucks 40 average bucks each. Yeah, thirty 30, bucks average because like you know some are twenty, some are thirty, some are forty. So like it, it averages that to honestly around thirty, thirty five. So you've got that plus i've got three master grade kits which i bought they're like a hundred bucks no 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 no. i didn't spend that i no. if i get in the triple figures that's if i get above 70 dollars that's when i start questioning (laughs) shit they were all around 60 bucks average 
so yeah, something <laughs> went money. wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm now mentally at, adding in the various Beast Wars figures I've picked up and the ones that I'm oh, going to God. pick up, and yeah, that that toy fund starts to get pretty high yeah, pretty fast. I, because I also just also is this added, just like, like your retirement fund now? Is just investing in toys? <laughs> no, because I take them out of the box and play with them. They're yeah, not gonna be exactly. Worth yet. Oh, shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm also adding as well. I've bought the Star Wars uh, one seventy two scale um, A wing, which is awesome. Oh that yeah, you want decent amount? You want to talk my retirement fund? Um, this insanity started pretty much as soon as I left home. Um. <laughs> Uh, my <laughs> sophomore year of college, I believe, which would have been 2007, 2008, somewhere in there, I picked up the uh, collector's edition Lego Millennium Falcon. You know, oh, the multi-thousand piece oh, what the, scale like, to the mini. The one that was like 500 bucks. It yeah. was it was on sale on, on Amazon for 400, which was an amazing discount. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get that. <laughs> um, yeah, that thing like used copies of it now can go for easily 2000 yeah good lord it's I, I mean it's like how the if you have it in good condition the box for the original fortress maximus like from the 80s for transformers goes for like 500 bucks right yeah used opened and used right yeah no yeah. no like not, not even the toy the box oh just the box yeah just the box like it Holy goes for crap. like, like All right. some ridiculous amount of money it's like what Sorry, fuck you. What? <laughs> I hope I hope that's how the Le the Lego stuff works out too, because I still have that box. I keep all my magic cards in it. Oh yeah, no, like boxes <laughs> end up being like a big deal as well. Like, God, also I just realized I'm buying Kamen figures as well, because like the Gunpla store near my partner's house fucking sells Kamen figures now, because they want my money real bad apparently. <laughs> yeah, like their target demographic is specifically yeah. you. It's just you. Like. It's like when they were doing their uh, business case for starting the store, they were like, so there's this one person in Sydney uh, who we expect will buy enough of us that we can feed a family of six. Like, <laughs> fucking, they got the Comrade O's, I bought fucking the O's figure for his, uh, his Tajador combo, which is like all red and glossy, and it's like all Phoenix based, and it's awesome, and... God damn it. And then they've also got a Comrade and Meteor figure, which is all sparkly and blue, and that's fucking rad. And then... So when are you going to start buying driver belts as well? I mean, no, yes, I'm buying the O's driver belt at some point, because I need to. <laughs> so leaving aside how much money we all spend on merchandise for children's shows, um, we should get into this episode, yeah? Well, also, I just actually, I'm genuinely curious, Tyler. How much was did, like did that include shipping as well? The, yeah. Okay, that's not too bad then. Uh, yeah, it what, was yeah, how, adding ten thousand yen plus like fifteen hundred yen shipping. Yeah, that's actually fifteen hundred yen shipping isn't too bad for like that sort of kit. What? How big is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was in Japanese. Is Tyler? They have numbers. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I just forgot. I just imagine this is going to be a case of Mr. Birds when he buys, like, the thousand gram, like, weight. Going to get a fucking you know, super deformed chibi kit of Omni of Omnimon. Yeah, it'll be, it'll like, be, oh. it'll be the t size of a desk toy. I mean, the chibi Omnimons do exist, but it's not a model kit. It's just How could my Omnimon possibly be this cute? <laughs> God, I... 
Fucking hell, Tyler, now I'm Googling where else I can find the Oddmod kit, because I'm curious. <laughs> I need... I want to buy it. I mean, it. it's, like, out of stock fucking everywhere. This was apparently the last one they had in stock of... I love how you, different that you just swooped in on it and you didn't, like, let this be an honourable fucking duel between us to no. get it. Like, you just went, nah, no. fuck Jules. I went, no, it's mine. I want it. <laughs> God damn it. So, yeah, we should get into this episode, because... Yeah, it's actually you know, a surprisingly decent episode. Like, pretty good. Yeah, it, it's arguably, a good episode. Arguably the best we get before we get to the real arc. Our uh, real world arc. Yeah, yeah. the real arc. You don't recognize anything like, real arc for this show. Goddamn Freudian slip there. Yeah, it is the real arc. The <laughs> first 30 episodes of this show are just build up to the I, good part. I was telling my best friend about, like, because he, he asked, like, oh, how's the podcast going? I'm like, hey, yeah, it's pretty good. And then he asked, like, so is, has it gotten good yet? And it's like, I mean, depends <laughs> on your definition. And also, I've, like, accidentally, because he was... And also, no. Well, because before I mean, on occasion. we started this, he was going to, like, give... I uh, like set aside some time to do a rewatch of this show just for nostalgia's sake, and now I've convinced him not to. Oh no, it's definitely <laughs> well, worth. Need it's to definitely if you just listen to our podcast. No, because he he has so many good memories attached to this show to the point where like I told him that everyone's an asshole in this show. And he's like, everyone? Oh, yes, are. yes, J- yes, they Jason, so everyone. Are. And he was like, even Ty. Oh, especially Ty. Like- <laughs> not so much in this episode though. Ty's nice in this episode because he sees his sister and he's like, ooh, gotta be nice. Yeah, he still <laughs> has his moments. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, yeah, episode 21, uh, Home Away From Home. Lots of people's favorite episode. So, how is this Home Away From Home? It's literally just his home. It's his actual yeah. home, yeah. yeah. Like has he's has he become so ingrained he hasn't been in the digital, in the digital world? world that long? Yeah, exactly. Wait, does he have some like, sort of like digital equivalent of Stockholm syndrome? Oh God! I mean, don't they all? A little bit. They keep wanting to go back there. I don't think they want <laughs> to go back there. I think they don't have a choice. Yeah, but no, they also, like, like they, they go refer- to the digital world for a fucking picnic. They tend like, to also keep referring back to like all the good memories they had. It's like you fucking nearly. Die. What about like, all yeah, those times you, you almost you got starved eaten. in the desert? <laughs> Didn't seem all that fun. This is like the kid from Hatchet going, "Man, I had some good times." Stranded alone <laughs> out there. <laughs> but it, this episode is, uh, it's different from the rest because it's rather slow paced and kind of like a break from the action. Which, yeah. It's sort of like a Digimon tradition now. I mean, yeah, you, you need something to, like, sort of break up the pacing of the yeah, show every now and then. Around episode 20 yes, to 25. Yes, the pacing of the show, which up until season, now has been breakneck. Yeah, been fucking <laughs> sublime. <laughs> around episode 20, 25 of every season of Digimon so far, there's been a really slow-paced, laid-back episode that, you know, doesn't pile on the action like every so other almost episode. almost like a bottle episode. Yeah, because um, this one has got obviously this episode where there's barely any fighting and there's no just standing around talking to the villain for like ten minutes. Um, and then season two has got that really weird one where Kari goes to like Cthulhu world and hangs out in the dark ocean. Then season three's got one where 
there's actually no digivolving or fighting in the entire episode. It's just them hanging out, saying goodbye to their families. Which is really good. Hmm. Um, yeah. And that's this all the episode. seasons of Digimon that there are. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's all... Well, Frontier's got one where he travels back in time and tries to stop himself from entering the digital world in the first place. I just didn't want to mention it because it's kind of silly. Oh, kind of silly. You know, that no- doesn't fit yeah, as a change, Digimon yeah. universe at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, it, it's a weird episode. Yeah. So speaking yeah, of so this episode, uh, who, it's good. Yeah. So Ty is our narrator for the uh, previously on segment, and um, he he opens up with almost too much self awareness, because uh, he says they stage a great plan to bu- uh, break into the uh, pyramid, and says that the plan was so good it actually worked, which is kind of a succinct. Like, summary of everything they've done so far. Because... Yeah, pretty much. Nothing they do should ever work. No, they basically stumble, like, ass-first into most of their solutions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he, he finishes the recap by saying, you know, we got sucked into the vortex, and there's no telling what strange world we'll land in. Um, except you totally told us last episode. Yeah, at the very end of the last episode, you said, I'm home. Yeah, and then Ty right. is basically kind of a weird, like, slight mental breakdown in regards to really questioning if this actually is, like, Earth. Oh, yeah. Which, to be fair, considering the shit he's seen, that's not that's not exactly an unreasonable, like, thing to question. No, 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 of course and, not. <laughs> but, and also but... the fact that everything went from being weird and looking like a painting with very little movement to being <laughs> surprisingly well animated Actually, yeah, like, everything let's let's talk about like this the actual change in style of the show visually cuz it's really well done yeah we mentioned it at the end of last episode but it's really good <laughs> yeah so like to start with the colors are a lot more muted like mm. the it, digital yeah, world like has very cartoon a very cartoony palette where it's a lot of bright colors that, you know, show off action and sort of enhance everything. Yeah, it's extremely saturated in the digital yep. world. Yeah. And the real world seems to be very muted and washed out and just different. Well, like, which... there's still color, but it's, like, not to such, like, mm. extreme degrees. It's very it's... much still just, like, it looks like, honestly, how the regular world looks to most people, frankly. And it also adds to the whole thing of the episode, because he keeps going on about how, oh, am I in the real world, or is it, you know, just a dream? Because everything looks different, and it actually does seem kind of creepy how everything is so, like, dull compared to what it usually looks like. Well, then also you add in the extra frames of animation, and it does actually, like, not off-putting, but it is just really, like, off-dreamlike. Yeah, yeah. But Very also, dreamlike. It is just incredibly surreal because you go, oh, like people are just moving regularly, and also, oh, right, there's just regular things like trains and parks, and, and there's not, like, backgrounds. Big, yeah, it's not like yeah, and, telephones and, in the middle of the on the beach, like. And everything and everything you see actually exists. There's none of that adventure game problem of being able to clearly see what the important items in your surroundings are because they look different from the background. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Those backgrounds still exist, but it's, like, out the window looks like that. And also, like, we mentioned before the um, the 
backgrounds in the digital world like all look like these really nicely well done matte paintings and watercolor like illustrations and they're all sparkly yeah and here it's very much just like no the background matches the exact same style as the foreground the people in the shot match the animation style of the, the environment and the surroundings like it all just it's a, it, the fact is it just looks mm. like a regular real world which yeah. it should no one it has visual is really consistency quite sure yes why this episode looks different beyond the fact that it was directed by a, someone who I guess they were trying to impress. I, that's the consensus I felt like, because it, uh, the director of this episode was uh, Mamoru Hosoda. He went on to direct um, acclaimed uh, anime films like The Go Who Leapt Through Time, um, Summer Wars, as well as... Uh, oh god, I can name a couple more. Like... Our War Game? I mean, he, he actually, yeah, he also went on to direct our war game, the Digimon movie. <laughs> no, she said acclaimed yes. anime movies. Uh, excuse uh, me? <laughs> you want to tell me the, the movie that had kids in America as the ending credit song isn't acclaimed? Well, I mean, he didn't do that. I mean, he, we don't know that Mamoru <laughs> yeah. didn't do that. That might have been a stipulation. I have never the, seen the Japanese the version of that movie, so. He, Mamoru Hosoda might have been a big fan of the Mighty Boss Tones, you don't know. Yeah, so he directed this episode, and most people seem to think that they gave him extra budget because he was going to go on to do the movie, mm. and they wanted to impress him. Which I, I could buy that. I th- I think either impress him or also maybe just see what he could do with an extra budget. Hmm. Either way, this episode looks spectacular compared to the rest of the show. And I'm really yeah, glad like, they waited. I'm really glad they waited for this one because not only does it feel appropriate, like from an in-universe perspective, it's also a good excuse for why it goes back to looking like shit next episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then they go back to the real world later, and it's like, oh hey, it looks just like the digital world. What happened to all the the cool art style and well, you see the the problems in the digital world are leaking into the real world. So <laughs> <laughs> animation issue, yeah, terrible frame rate and animation errors are leaking into the real world, which would yeah, actually yeah, at be one kind point, of terrifying. At one point, the real world <laughs> yeah. graphics card just takes a dump and the draw rate goes to shit. Remember that? God, one? imagine oh, what would happen if they had like that thing where your graphics card starting to die and it just replaces textures with other textures. Oh. It's like you wake up and it's just like your cat's face is now a wall. <laughs> like all your furniture is just a, like a matte green. Yep. God, imagine like if you like... The kitchen bench is just fire. <laughs> imagine Why does everything like... in my house look like pizza? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be complaining about that. Like, <laughs> God, imagine you know, Beaumont's beak. Not move, like not following her face, like. But imagine that to. I don't to have to. Im- I don't have to imagine that. We saw that. <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying, but I'm, like apply that to a real world instance of like animation error, like. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, so this episode starts out with Ty and Coromon in the park where we left them at the end of the last episode, and yeah, Ty's like, this looks like Earth. Well, yeah. Ty does the whole, like... Yeah, sorry, go on. Oh, Ty actually specifically is like, where are we? And Koromon very appropriate... Like, he's like, is this Earth? Is this my home? And Koromon's like, I don't know. I've never been here before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ty points out some landmarks, like the Toy Factory and yeah. City Hall, even though those are just regular-ass fucking buildings, They're just Ty. apartment blocks. Like... Cause- 
It's He says it looks like a park he used to play in as a kid. Which is fair which... enough. Like, sure. Yeah. But also, I just find it so weird, especially, like, in... You know, I say early dubs, but, you know, like, late 2000s... Uh, late uh, 90s, early 2000s anime dubs. Whenever they try to, like, list off things in the background, and they're just trying to fill in time, I guess, or just plug in some more audio for moments which would normally be silent... They feel the need to put in the most fucking trite lines. Like, yep. like say, you could just have said, like, Ty could have just said, Oh, wow, I remember that apartment block for, you know, such and such. Oh, hey, I know those buildings because oh, such and such lives there. my friends live there. Like, or, yeah. yeah, they know. Why do you have to say it's a toy factory? Like, it feels, again, like, kids like toys mention a toy factory. Like, <laughs> kids, kids know like local city government hall? mention the city hall. Like... <laughs> So, Coromon says, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm not a giant cyborg dinosaur anymore. Normally, I'd Which, say that's a really that's dumb question, but it's Thai, so... And also, mm. that is, like, that is the worst thing to reveal, like, on the first Tinder date. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I swear I was... You imagine Coromon on photos. Tinder? <laughs> yeah, like, like... Sometimes I'm, like, a pink blob, and other times I'm, like, a fucking flying, fireball-throwing Adonis. Man, that... Hmm. Like, Wait, okay. so Cor- Coromon in the streets, Metal... Or War Greymon in the sheets? Yeah. <laughs> it's like that thing where it's got a picture of Agumon and a picture of War Greymon says, be careful of who you make fun of in high school. <laughs> <laughs> so, while Coromon's saying this, a little girl in the park just kicks a ball into Coromon's face. Is she- like decks him with a soccer ball. Like he's got like a bruise on his face in this next shot. Uh and then Ty just looks at her and just goes, "Is this real? Is this the real world, or am I imagining it?" <laughs> like fucking Ty being like a mixture of both Flynn from Tron and Robert Williams from Jumanji. Like, what year is this? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. This girl would just be like, I'm sorry, what? Are you on drugs? Well, I mean, she's a child, so she does the most natural thing because she sees this, like, you know, not a grown adult or anything, but like an older kid yelling at her, is this the real world? Am I real? Are you real? And then like a pink blob next to him with a giant mouth asking, we're just asking if you're a real human girl. And she runs away screaming and crying yeah. because who She wouldn't? screams and runs away. Yeah. She starts crying. Like, if honestly a stranger started talking to me when I was that young, I would have done the exact same thing, and they could have just asked me what time it was. Especially if they had a talking pink blob. I mean, yeah. I don't I don't know Especially- if I'd have been phased by a talking pink blob when I was, like, four. I think, yeah, if, for me, it still would have been the case of, like, oh, no, strangers are talking to me, help. So, Ty tells Coromon's like, well, great, you scared her off. Now they're going to go tell the park police. <laughs> And Carmen yeah. goes, oh no, the police, are they going to arrest me? Which, I mean, I know you can just pick him up and he's pretty well immobile, but like, you can't really handcuff Coromon. I mean, you could put handcuffs around his ears. You need some but, awfully like, small handcuffs. You're going to need like those like um wrist ties, like you can't yeah, like a zip tie. Yeah, but you need to hang weights off him because he doesn't use those to like move around, he just bounces. Yeah, he just bounces. How the fuck would you arrest a Coromon? How would you arrest most? Like, just rook, like pick him up. Like, like yeah. he can't yeah, I mean, do anything. I mean, the those Pagumon arrested Tokomon by just carrying him off and throwing him in a cage. They just tied him up. What about what's a Gomamon's uh, lower level form in training form? 
uh, Bukamon. He fucking flies. Like, yeah, he's he a fucking, fly. like, mo- mohawk flying dragon. Like, God, Gomamon's just um, great. <laughs> How the fuck can you rest oh, that? So, nice. so he's Coromon. <laughs> because po- Coromon is panicking, he's like, oh, I'm going to get arrested. How does he know what police are? I assume, um, like, there has to be some, like, local law enforcement in the Digi-World, right? I mean, he spent his whole life slacking, in that one yeah, place. Yeah, they're slacking in the job, if that's the case. I mean, that's just Star yeah. from what we know. Well, I mean, and I assume, kind of I assume Andromon, I assume Andromon used to be a police officer. <laughs> oh god, are you saying you got fucking fucked up by Digi Gang with Digi shotguns? Yeah, um, yeah, a yep. bunch of mummy mon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, shit. Well, it, that, that it's mummy mon really if if it's machine guns. It's uh, Beelzemon if it's shotguns. Oh, I forgot That's about Beelzemon. <laughs> so, because Coromon is panicking. And just, like, screaming. All of the people in the park are like, yo, is that Pink Blob talking? <laughs> and they're just, like, staring at him. I just like that people would be more concerned that a Pink Blob is talking, not that there's a fucking, like, amorphous Pink Blob life form that's just appeared out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, it's fine if it doesn't say anything. Like, that's just, that's just, that's the straw too far. I could just, yeah. So Ty picks him up and he's like, pretend you're a soccer ball! And then just runs. This how is do the you, worst how do you pretend? of a blob. How do you pretend you're a soccer ball? Huh. Like, like going inanimate, sure, but specifically a soccer ball. What do you do? You have to. I mean, like, even I can imagine Ty being just you know absent-minded enough to forget that when he's holding Coromon, he's not actually holding a soccer ball, and then he just starts kicking him. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time he's literally kicked his Digimon like a soccer ball. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Ty's kind of, so, Ty's really shitty fuck. I keep forgetting, like, yeah, Ty's just the worst. He's the worst. So, Ty says, you know, this has to be the real world. I recognize everything. It's so familiar. And Coromon's, uh, you might just be imagining it, man. You know? Could, <laughs> couldn't, could also just not be real. Which, fuck you, Coromon. <laughs> Let him have his happy moment. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of weird that Coromon's, like, trying to temper Ty's expectations. Hmm. And Ty says, well, we'll figure it out when we go back to my place. And then he just has a moment of like, holy shit, I'm getting, I get to go home. It is actually like. He's like real happy. He's like, I finally get to go home. We get to go see my family. Yeah. Like he's throwing Coromon in the air, like cheering, like he he actually finally gets to fucking go home and not deal with fighting like goddamn sea monsters. (laughs) Like. Yeah. He says, we can go see my family, and I can show them you as proof that I didn't just go on, like, a two-week acid trip. Yeah, weird amount of foresight for Ty, the fact that he realized, like, oh, yeah, if I try to explain the digital world without a Digimon, that would be bad. <laughs> like, I mean, that's what we try to do, and we suck at it. <laughs> it's, it's surprisingly hard. <laughs> yeah, like... We, one, one could say, if anyone actually tried to explain the digital world as a real thing to someone... People would just assume we've we've invented a coping mechanism for some traumatic event. <laughs> he does, Which incidentally is exactly what I assume um they were all told about when they had that initial incident that all led to them becoming Digidestined. Yes. 
Yeah. It's like how they try and explain anything away in Doctor Who, like, yeah, it was a terrorist attack, oh, there was, like, gas leak, you know? Mass hysteria, <laughs> that's a thing. Dude, yeah. just be aliens. But, yeah, he even has, like, a surprising amount of, um, like, thought for the rest of the group, because he does say, and then we'll check to see if anyone else made it home, or if it was just us. Yeah, weirdly, weirdly leader-like. Weird for Ty uh, yeah. to think of someone other than himself or his sister. So, they catch the train to get back to his place, which... Be- because there was, there was a train in an interstitial yeah. shot. In the Japanese version of the show, he didn't catch a train. There was just a shot of a train station that they were just walking past. But because there was a train, they were like, okay, he has to have caught the train in this dub, because why else would they show a train? Well, yeah, Chekhov's train. If you if you show a train, it's got to be useful. <laughs> <laughs> so they get back to outside his apartment block, and Ty's like, look, that's where I live. And Coromon just goes, holy shit, dude, your house is big. Because he doesn't understand apartments. Yeah, I Ty- mean, yeah. Ty's also super impressed that everything looks the same as the day he left for camp, which... Funny, because it is the day he left the camp. Right, but even if it wasn't, how often do buildings change that he could be gone for a couple of months and be just flabbergasted that they're all the same? Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose, like, he went to summer camp, so if he was gone for as long as it seems, maybe, like, trees would start falling, like, losing their leaves. I was gonna say, trees start falling out of fucking nowhere, <laughs> like... Well, I mean... Yeah. I mean, that does happen, how, too. Because how long do you more. think summer camp is? I imagine I mean, only, like, a week if he'd just come back from summer camp, then it would be fine, but he's been in the digital world for what he assumes to be, like, months. at least a month, if not more. Yeah, I guess you could, I guess you could start to get into, like, that late summer, early fall. Yeah. So, they go up to outside his apartment, and he spends, like three minutes out the front of this goddamn door just like staring at it not not opening it he's like oh hey look there's some flowers that my mom planted he has the stupidest most pathetic nostalgia session (laughs) yeah like it's one thing where okay if ty was like it's one thing if this was a genuine worry like oh god what if i open the door and everything's changed and like Something's something wrong has happened, or what if I open the door and it reveals this isn't the real world? I'm not home. What happens? Like it's not that. It's not anxiety over like his position in this situation. It's more <laughs> just, hey, I remember those flowers. Hey, that's I know that nameplate. It's my nameplate. I know that it's a call. He's literally it's, saying what he's seeing. Yeah. Yep. Like it's it's annoying as well because honestly, they could have done more with the dub. Like the. Like, little shots of, like, those things are fine, but, like, they didn't record anything meaningful. Yeah. Right, yeah. Insta- and like, this is the I'm first time sure, that... I'm pretty sure that yeah, go ahead. that imagery was just supposed to kind of be playing over him monologuing, and, like, we got yeah. little hints mm. of what it could be, because he does, like, he does mention just offhand, you know, what if I don't exist here? And... <sighs> Which, okay. He also, well, you know, like, what if something went wrong and I reappeared in a version of this world where I never existed? Or, Mm. and, like, he also mentions, like, he wonders if they're even going to recognize him, which, I mean, it's been a few months, and they're, like, 
pre-adolescent. So, like, what if one of them hits puberty yeah. while they're in the this digital the f- world? Like, this is probably the first time he's been away from home for longer than, like, a week. Yeah, like, imagine, like, they're still kids. Yeah. Imagine Izzy gets back and he's, like, six foot tall and has, his voice has <laughs> dropped. And it's like... <laughs> he's got a beard. Like, hi, Mom. Hi, Dad. Prodigious. <laughs> that kid's gonna the exact same thing. <laughs> but, like, I, I do actually like this little moment because then we get... Just a good little bit from Cormon just saying, Ty, just open the door. Just open the door. Which, honestly, Dude, like, on. sometimes you just need someone else to tell you to do that. Like, Yeah, it's like he's so get, lost like, in his own thoughts that he kind of forgot why he's yeah, there. Which happens a couple times in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I, this is also where I want to mention that he has the family nameplate on the door. Which says Kamiya because it's his last name, except in the Japanese version, his last name is Yagami. So they actually had to edit this shot to say Kamiya instead of Yagami. I'm still so confused why they fucking changed his last name. Uh, it's. To something completely it. different when there's no, like. Why? Like, there's no, it doesn't seem like there's any reason. Hmm. Like, so I'll, he opens I'll, the door. Yeah, sorry, go on. He opens the door. Uh, and calls out, but no one seems to be home. But their shoes are all there. Which is a Japanese house, so everyone takes off their shoes, like, soon as they walk through the door. I mean, and they're all there. That's my so house as well. Like, you don't fucking wear shoes in my I mean, house. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I never take my shoes off. You... Weirdo. <laughs> I mean, I do so, if I go to somebody's house. Like, I respect other people's house rules, but in my own apartment. I know, but it's, it's just weird, like, when I... Being a Chinese kid and having gone over to other people's house, like, just, I'd be the only person with their shoes off and just going, like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot My friends awkward. would actually, because I'm well-known among my friends for just, like, taking my shoes off whenever I have the opportunity. Because I hate shoes. <laughs> and one of my friends was like, why do you always take your shoes off whenever you sit down? <laughs> shoes are uncomfortable to sit down in. Get better what? shoes. Yeah, what the hell are you like, Tyler? I that's not a common thing. You realize that, right? Yeah, I know that. <laughs> like, I'm well aware that it's fucking weird. I that... fuck shoes. <laughs> no, don't do that. Actually, I was just saying, well, I, I get, look, we're not gonna judge you. Just keep, keep it, <laughs> keep it to your own shoes, at least. But <laughs> only I consenting I'm, I'm, shoes. I'm, yeah, God, I am at least like, for for my household at least, I know this is very much more like definitely um, a Chinese thing, if not an Asian thing. Just having like comfy home clothes, you immediately change into no matter what you're wearing when you come through the front door. <laughs> I mean, it's eighty degrees in my apartment right now, so my comfy like home clothes are like nothing. I, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> it makes sense like during summer, but like. Even when, like, there's just temperate weather, like, if you, if I come home just wearing a t-shirt and jeans, or even just a t-shirt and a skirt, just, like, straight up going in my room and just changing into a pair of sweatpants and a hoodie. Like, that's just what I wear at home. That's my home uniform. <laughs> and it's just weird when, like, I'm chatting with my partner on Skype, and I just see she's still wearing, like, you know, a blouse and jeans and, like, shoes at her computer desk. I'm just like, what the fuck's Ooh. going on? What? Why? You... I know you've got comfy kind of clothes. Weirdo Why you wears wear them? shoes while sitting down. <laughs> God. <laughs> well, I mean, she avoids your problem, Tyler, by like putting her feet up on the desk, and then that weirds me out because I'm like, 
you've got shoes on in your house in your what's going on oh yeah no i wear yeah, shoes indoors but i do not put them on furniture that's not cool <laughs> yeah well whoops i accidentally shamed my partner <laughs> sorry sarah because she listens to this podcast and well well work uh Whoops. Yeah, I made that sound a lot more judgmental than maybe I meant it. Um. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, we just talked about, you know, shoe fucking, so you know. <laughs> yeah. And? Yeah, I like yeah. that we were more judgmental about I think it's all just downhill today. from here. Hmm? I think it's all just downhill from here. What? And from the shoe fucking. I don't know, Tyler. You, you're talking to me. I think we've me. peaked. Like... <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the back to yeah, so in the time that we took game. that whole diversion, Ty came to the conclusion that, you know, everyone must be gone because nobody's answering his calls, which um, Koromon, you know, says, hey, I wonder where they've gone. And I hope it wasn't the broken glass and rusty nail district because they're still barefoot right now. <laughs> Not wearing shoes. <laughs> he says, maybe they went to Digiworld. Where Ty is like, dude, what the fuck? And like, yeah, punches him. He says that's not funny, but I kind of disagree. That was a little funny. Just starts like squeezing him. Uh, I found out that this is because in the Japanese version of the show, Koromon goes, huh, kind of small in here. <laughs> he makes fun of the size of his apartment. I mean. He's like, dude, not cool. Yeah, but to be fair though, like Koromon's been like Greymon and Metal Greymon at this point. Like, I think most spaces aside from an open, expansive, never-ending desert are kind of small to him. Yeah. So Ty goes to the fridge and grabs a can of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Which, as a kid, that's what I thought Coca-Cola was called. Hmm. And he just starts, like, drinking it when Coromon's like, Ty, over here, give me one, I want one. Just Ty just, like, put him down on the kitchen bench I mean, to grab yeah, a drink. Well, where else would you put him? <laughs> it's just... I find it funny, just like how in the um, Cockatreemon episode, how he just put him on the table. <laughs> yeah, it... That's how he just, like, puts Koromon on benches and tables and just leaves him there. It is kind I of mean, fucked up the way he Do you want to carry him around all pot. the time? <laughs> I mean, he can bounce. Yeah, that's the thing, like, he... You don't have to carry him. It's weird that they sort of forget the fact that Koromon can straight up, like... He's not fast, but he can like propel himself. He's not immobile. Well, now we don't yeah. we don't know we don't know that that's like maybe that's really painful. Maybe his gonads that's are down true. there. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I assume that was just what were in his ears, which makes the a scene coming up kind of weird. You're a fucking monster, Tyler. <laughs> like so. He goes, oh no, that was the last one, even though we can very clearly see in the fridge there is another can just, like, sitting there. Yeah, but he still doesn't give that second can to Koromon, because he, he, like, okay, I want to, actually, I should watch the um, original Japanese version of this episode, because he, like, go, he just jokes, like, no, I'm just kidding, I still saved you, like, half of the can, when, again, there's a second can in the fucking fridge to give your Digimon partner, like, some fucking soda, but also, like, he says it in such... He's joking, but he's also kind of quiet, and also, the way yeah. it's animated, he's just kind of staring blankly at this can of coal. Like, this should be more of a pensive moment, not just, ha-ha, I've tricked you, like. Yeah, he gives, he says he only drank half of it and gives it to Koromon. Yeah, sharing, we get sharing an amazing a back, scene. Well, sharing backwash is, like, an important part of bonding with your Digimon partner. <laughs> but the scene where Koromon is drinking this can is hilarious 
I mean, he's basically just a Carmel giant doesn't mouth. really have hands. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's just a blob that is a mouth. So he just, like, wraps his entire face around this can and just starts, like, chugging it. Well, yeah, I mean, how else is he going to hold it? He doesn't have teeth. Yeah, but he's got his weird little ear hand things. And just, like, it's... God, like... I'm, I I think I'm also a monster because my brain just saw this thing and went, that... Hmm. You could edit that into being something <laughs> else very, very Yeah, easy. real oh, yeah. real easily. Yeah. Like I am not gonna say like this awakened anything in anyone, not necessarily myself, <laughs> but more just like, yeah, the exact same thought. Like, you could really fucking edit this and it would be like terrible. Like this would ruin some ch- someone's childhood. Yeah. Uh I also want to mention the uh Croft brand cheese <laughs> in the fridge. <laughs> look look, it can't, nothing can be as bad as a as an infamously named Australian brand of cheese. Yeah, let's not. We don't need to go into that. that. I'm I'm gonna type uh, it. In this the is chat not. So this is not the Australia segment. I must remind no, you. No, but I'm just gonna type the no, name of the brand into it. Just type it in, just so we won't mention it because there is a reason. Yeah, yeah, we can't. That. Yeah, we can't. We can't mention that. No. It, it, I'll, 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 that. Put, I'll put it. It is the second half of the word raccoon. That's all you which, need to know. Which, which I was gonna say, to be fair, is pretty commonly used around where I live to talk about actual raccoons. Yeah, but then we start like we don't have those. We just start hearing on TV, like yeah, this is not the Australian segment, but just yeah, this isn't this isn't probably a tangent to go too deep well, on, but like we'll, we'll, I didn't we'll save this actually for, like, know I didn't actually know it was a like an ethnic slur until much much later because I'd never heard it in that context. Same. Well, we, so, we will save ethnic slurs and magicians owning rabbits as a state law for future Australian segments. Yeah, there's a teaser for there's you. There's a. Ty goes, man, where is my family? And, like, shuts the fridge and then notices that the calendar on the fridge says August 1st, which is, you know, like, was it a August week 2nd? and a half from now. August 1st. Okay. It's like a week and a half from when we're recording this, so. Almost made it. Yep, so it might just be delayed on purpose. <laughs> Just yeah. to put it out on August first. We'll find, yeah, we'll find a reason to fuck this up somehow. Like, and he says August first was the day we first went to the digital world. And you know, he's like, "Oh, I must have been like traveled back in time to before I left." I mean, Which, honestly, he just... dude, it's like midday. <laughs> but again, yeah, it's he been doesn't a few know hours. yet like, the, the actual like time dilation effects of the digital world yet. Hmm. He thinks he's traveled back in time. Right, yeah. Which, yeah. Like, <coughs> fair assumption, considering he's just walked yeah. from another dimension back to his home. Yeah, he's just spent, like, at least a few months, or at least a month, in another fucking dimension. I think it's also, and... like... Because I just reminded myself the fact that he, you know, he has Cormon as proof of the digital world. I actually like the fact that he does have Cormon as well, because that's also proof to himself. Because any yeah. other cartoon like this during this era of, like, kids' adventure shows, the main character traveling back to the home world, you'd know there'd be, like, half the episodes them waffling on about, like, did I act- did I dream that up? Was that ever real? But no, like, Ty, like, consistently happen? at least goes, yeah, the digital world is fucking real because I got this fucking pink blob guy with me. Like. Yeah. And he, he says, this is also the same day that my parents were going to go visit my grandmother. Yeah, and it cuts to a calendar full of digicode. You'd think somebody would have noticed that. <laughs> they said they probably took Kari with them. Kari's his sister. She's important. 
You just um, you just kind of did as much like fucking character yeah, development for Kari as the kind, show does. Yeah, that's Kari is quite often referred to as the walking plot device. Yeah, like uh, she's not really a character, uh, at least like not yet. She barely becomes a character in O two, but like yeah, in this, if you yeah. just only had a wiki entry for Kari in season one, it would just be like Kari is Ty's sister. She's important. The wiki yeah. entry for Kari is just the wiki. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying she like the like the entire like you know content of the wiki was, was like digital digitalized into her brain? Like Well, okay, so you know mm. how you know how some mythologies have this thing where like gods are like started out as regular human beings who went on to do superhuman feats and eventually like ascended yeah. and like became the constellations or something like that? Oh no. Oh no! So, oh no! I don't like where this is going. Yeah, Kari, Kari did a bunch of great things in the digital world, and like then went on to become a like digital god and became the Digimon Wiki. That fucking sucks. As I mean, to, there uh, is be, like, a, a Digimon fucking... Wiki page for God. That would be the worst like conclusion to a mythical deity. They become a Wiki page. Now I kind of just want to go on to that. God page on the Digimon wiki and just add at the end, see also Kari. <laughs> uh, so Ty's like, uh, my family will be back soon, so I'm just gonna kick back and relax until they get home. You know, fair enough, which plan, is honestly. a good plan because he has been in life and death scenarios pretty much every day for a while now. And I like this scene because... And the ability to just lie down on the couch and be like, ah. Yeah, he has a nice lie down on the couch, he turns on the aircon. It's a nice scene because, like, it does a really good job of harkening back to that sort of nostalgia as any kid who's been on camp or a family trip or just been on any sort of, like, um, holiday out away from home for a yeah. while. They've come back and then there's both that little bit of surrealness of, like, oh, wow, I'm back home and, like, nothing's changed, but also, like... You get to experience See, all these creature home, comforts again. When I come back home from being away, like when I went on the week-long camping trip earlier this year, I came home and I slept for like two days straight. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah totally. That's... I, didn't get, I didn't do any of this. I just went to bed and just went, yep, I'm out. And, yeah, the fact that the first thing he does when he gets back to the real world is just lies down on the couch and goes to watch some TV. Like, it's pretty... <laughs> real to what a kid would do. They come home, drink a can of soda, and lie on the fucking couch because that's what they want to do. Like, yeah, yeah. Koromon's super impatient though. Like he wants to eat, and Ty's <laughs> like, "Hey, hey, relax. I'm uh, trying to process this here." He <laughs> erroneously claims that the same hour, minute, and second has already occurred, which no, it hasn't. Although I can. I mean, I can kind of sympathize. I, I kind of get that same that. feeling, like, right now, but... But if he just, like, looked at a clock, he would go, oh, it's, it's like, midday. We went to the digital world in the morning. Yeah, it's not, been, like, three Not hours. to mention, like, they went to another world, and, like, in a multiverse, time and space aren't, like, they're localized constructions of each individual Ties universe. Ten. I mean, it's, it's probably true that some time has passed <laughs> in this universe. It's no way connected to the time that's passed in the digital world. And, like, Yes, but Ty is ten and also stupid. Yeah, it's it's like he's barely <laughs> even studied multiverse theory. What what's he been doing in school? What do they even teach in Japanese schools? 
Really disappointing. <laughs> so, uh, where was I? Oh, there we go. Um, the two of them hear a sigh, and then Kari walks in and goes, Hey, Ty. Hey, Karamon. Oh, that was Kari. I assume that was Cindy Luhu. Yeah, very similar. Um, Ty goes, How do you know Karamon's name? Which, fair enough. Like... <laughs> Coromon says, well, maybe it's because she's a lot smarter than you are. Which, that's not the reason, I... but you're not wrong? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> it's, she knows his name because she's met a Coromon before. It was only, like, three years ago. Yeah, yeah really, again, like, really yeah. it's weird that Kari's the one who remembers and Ty doesn't, because she's young enough to yeah, have thought... she was, like, four. Yeah, she's, she was young enough that she could easily assume she made that up, especially since nobody else seems to remember it. Oh, I don't... I don't know, yeah. usually it's the case where, like, younger siblings are more convinced that what they saw is real, or at least, like, what they imagined, yeah, like, what they saw is what they imagined. Kari was so young that she, like, wouldn't even be developing memories at that age. She was, like, two or three years oh, old. Oh, no, you could develop memories, you just might not be able to access them as readily as you get older. Yeah, it, like, it's, it's, the memory she'd have would be, like, Koromon would be vaguely familiar to something that had happened before. She wouldn't she, know his name. No, she no, yeah. She, she would have been young enough that she wouldn't have had the mental capacity to fully process and file what she experienced. It'd no, be a very yeah, by sensorial this... memory. If mm. we're going by, like, what our weave headcanon is basically like, oh, after that whole incident with Paratmon, the families, like, put their kids for, like, a group therapy session to make them, like, just convince them, like, you know, what happened wasn't real, like, it was due to some... Yeah, you know, a group gaslighting. Exactly. Yeah. but then like (laughs) but then also like I could more naturally see this as being like if Kari referred back to that as like oh yeah I remember that thing we that story we came up with involving that sort of Coromon like she would have recontextualized it as like a piece of fiction or an imaginary Mm. game or imaginary friend they had not like yeah it's just fucking Coromon for the Digiworld like not their pet blob (laughs) again this is the weirdest reboot of my my boy and his blob like yeah, Bizarre. not even any hugging. Um, <laughs> eh, there's some squeezing. Uh, I did, but yeah. the, there's look, nothing will fucking top the um, boy and his um, yeah, the hug yeah the yeah, dedicated the hug, hug button. button that's yeah, that's Fuck that. that's technology <laughs> that's never been surpassed. For our audience at home who've who've never played or seen the uh, Wii remake of a boy and his blob, just type in boy and his blob hug gif into Google and just fucking so marvel cute. at like. How both we achieve that as a society, but then never fucking did it ever again in video games. I mean, to be fair, Transistor almost hit on the same thing with having a dedicated button to just stand and hum along with the background music. Yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> but goddamn, like, how is Pokemon not putting the hug button? I mean, they'd have to bring back Pokemon following you when you run around first. Which they should. That Why don't they just goddamn keep that? Yeah. I know, right? I look. I don't care that a waylord would, would bring <laughs> you know, destruction in its wake, but come on! Like, I want to fucking hug my Arcanine. Okay, so, so so Jules, what's your top ten most huggable Pokemon? Uh, okay. Uh, wait. Do, does this have to be restricted by generation? Because I no, admittedly... no, just top ten. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, Bulbasaur is one of them. Okay, sure. Uh, Jigglypuff, because you know, make that makes sense. Right, right. Um, oh yeah. M- uh, Mega Ampharos. 
Okay, interesting. I oh, go, God, yes. I, go, I mean, I can see why he'd be huggable, but I go the entire opposite route. I think Mareep is, the, like, the most huggable Pokemon. Oh, no, I like, but also just you imagine... Go, you want to ground like, yourself before you do it, but... Yeah, but also just, I just like, want to run my fingers through Mega Ampharos's head. Yes, exactly, like, but, like, imagine hugging and doing that at the same time, like, goddamn. Also, I like, hear... Mega Ampharos has a hell of a neck to wrap your arms around. Yeah. yeah, I just I just like how he's trying to look so serious while being so goofy looking. I kind of want to hug him for that. That's the reason I want to hug him. Is it's just like <laughs> he's taking I himself him way too us. seriously. It's like it's okay, buddy. I also named my Mega Ampharos uh, Fabio because of that. Of course, like yes. well, how couldn't you? Yeah. Um, what else would you do? Uh, let me think. Who else would be huggable? Uh, I am admittedly lacking on a lot of knowledge in like later gens, past mm. three for the most part. Mm. I want to hug all the puppers. Houndour yes, Hound like, is just like a baby Dobie, so I, I definitely want to cuddle him. Yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah. you know, Growlithe is super cuddly. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Growlithe, Growlithe versus Arcanine is a really tough decision because Growlithe you can, like, cuddle and play with, but Arcanine you can really just dig in. Like, you can just get on his back and cling to <laughs> yeah. it. But also, like, oh, man, just, you know those uh, pictures of dogs that forget they've grown up? And I'm yes. thinking now, like, yeah. they still try and climb into your lap, just yeah, like no, an Arcanine, like... My, uh, I had an English Springer Spaniel growing up, and he had a ritual, like, up until the point where he got too old to climb up, where every night after we ate, he'd get on my dad's lap, or occasionally my lap, and, like, just Aww. hang out for a bit, which was great, except, like, you literally couldn't see over him, because when he sat on your lap, he was taller <laughs> than you. <laughs> I mean, also, like, um... I'm like with my corgi. Even though he's a corgi, he's bigger than most. But also, we got him like this little mat, uh, this little like uh, furry cushion to lie on when he was a, uh, a puppy, and he still lies on it. But he's still too big for it, so he curls up as much as possible to fit on it. But he still <laughs> does. He's still like it's kind of like it's kind of like a bit of like curls up like a cat. Like he curls up, yeah, like a cat to the point where he kind of hides his head as well. And then he, there's just like <laughs> corgi overflowing out of this furry cushion. <laughs> I am now looking Man, I hate when I I hate when I hit a corgi overflow error. <laughs> um what other Pokémon are pretty hot? I mean dog. like <laughs> I hmm, just uh, you have actually got me thinking what other huggable Pokémon are there? Um uh, I mean S- Snorlax by default. Y- yes, like he Snorlax oh, is God, championed yeah. by he's, like you know, He's a, a he's line. a living he's a living beanbag chair. Yeah. I think as well, despite the fact that I am terrified by spiders, Pokemon has done a really good job of making spiders cute to me, and I really like um, Galvantula. Yeah, Joltik is cute, but yeah. you literally can't hug him because yeah. he's the size of yeah, like, your fingernail. Say, yeah, exactly. Like, Joltik Galvantula, is cute, you could but just, he's like, so tiny. You could cuddle with a Galvantula. Like, yeah, he could, wrap, he could wrap his front mandibles around you in a hug. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the way you said that, it's just, good lord, no. <laughs> I mean, someone's into that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think, who else would... So, we got one, I got yeah. one more spot. There's got to be one more Goudra? spot. Gudra? I mean, it would be slimy, but I bet he's a good hugger. I mean, yeah. I, again, that just depends what you're into. Look, you, 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 Miss, you tell me Mr. there's Mr. Mime not, like, will hug you if you want it or not. No, no, no. Mr. Mime, Mr. Mime would do, like, the hover hand hug, and it would be the worst experience ever. I used to say Mr. Mime would do the Christian side hug. Well, yeah, he's a mime. He's got a mimic <laughs> hugging. He can't actually do it. That's true. That's very true. You know, actually, who would be pretty oh, huggable? I think Gengar. 
Oh yeah, no, Gengar seems like a. But he's a ghost. He's he's well, when he, he when he's like he seems... corporeal. Well, he yeah, like Ghastly and Haunter are like incorporeal. Gengar clearly has mass. He has a shadow. Yeah, and just like uh, also also he's only like what like five feet tall. Yeah, he's so, basically like a body <laughs> pillow. And I mean, I mean, and just look at him. He's so jolly. Like he'd totally be the type to like see you from across the room and like bound up to you to give you a hug. Yeah, but if you go to hug a Gengar, I have a feeling that you'd hug him and then like you'd pull back and he's like stolen your wallet and just run away. I thought you were gonna say stolen. His... You've been hanging around. I thought you. I thought since he's a ghost, you were gonna say stolen your face. <laughs> I mean, probably that too. Like I don't want to fucking typecast any ghosts. Like. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Digimon. Mm. I don't know, I kind of want to go How back to just talking about, like, Bayleaf. Bayleaf would be really good for hugging, I think. Yeah, except Bayleaf, <laughs> Bayleaf's uh, quadruped, he couldn't really hug you back. Oh, no, God. but you could, like, you yeah. could hug dogs, like. Yeah, but dogs could. You could hug a, you could hug a, a little, cow. Yeah, but a doggle, a good doggle, like, hug you back. Like, I've gotten good hugs from a dog. I, Joe, again, I've got a. Joel, I said Joel for a second, sorry. I forgot one whole Joel. fucking letter in your name, sorry. Uh, I've got a fucking corgi. How do you think he hugs I me with those Yeah, I guess, I guess you have experience hugging stubby-legged things. Y- yes. <laughs> now, Teddy Ursa, because that's just a literal fucking teddy bear. Oh, yeah, just, yeah, just a little teddy bear. Um, oh, also, oh, I've lost I, just, I just thought of one. Uh, Pangoro. <laughs> Like, yes, I'll the, the evolved, Pangoro, yeah. the evolved, the evolved panda thing, because he only evolves if you have another dark Pokemon in your party. So, like, he's a he's a good boy at heart who just fell in with a bad crowd, and he just needs some love to remember remember who he was. I know, right? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> this is a disaster. <laughs> it's we were joking before about how much we like. How long it take for us to talk about Pokemon that you just would not want to fucking bleep it out anymore? No, he's just gonna cut the segment yeah. out of the show. I'm not. I'm not bleeping Pokemon anymore. <laughs> yeah, when you become so work. attuned to the word that you know its waveform shape. <laughs> yep. By the way, so that's anyway, the one I know. Digimon. Yeah. Yep. Do we watch that show anymore? Is that what this podcast is about? I mean, I guess we can talk. I'm, I'm, we can talk about Digimon. I kind of remember that show. It was all right. I'm about, I'm so, about like, to start my half an hour ago when we were talking Pokemon. about Digimon. Yeah, I mean, there's okay, enough the hell, Pokemon. You we can, have to get through this episode, guys. Like, <laughs> we can't have this go for three hours because we're, like, ten minutes into the episode. I think we actually can. And this can. is going for, like, over an hour. I think we easily can. Oh, so, where we left off when we last talked about this show, like, six weeks ago... Would you want to hug Muck? Uh, I... Only if I'm wearing clothes I don't care about. That's fair. Oh, what if you wore, like, a, a comfy biohazard suit? <laughs> Do those exist? Yeah, like, so like a biohazard So Kari said that she just knew Coromon's name because it's like they've met before. Tyler's <laughs> just going on without us. <laughs> Look, I've podcasted with Luke impossible. at some point. That's the only option. <laughs> yes. Ty says that's impossible. It's the first time he's ever left di- the digital world. Different Karamon. Sorry. This scene makes even less sense when you remember the fact that the first Digimon movie never came out in English until they released all of the movies. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, actually. Which is like a year after this episode came out. 
Yeah, Kari. Yeah, so. Kari says, "Well, maybe that's where we met in the Digi World." And Ty's like, "You've never been to the Digi World," and he's he's right. She hasn't. Yeah. But but there's this real weird line where Kari says, "You know, I think I've been there before. It's near your camp." Which, I, I mean, it's not. Huh? That's like it, it's. it's I mean, it's near. It's near thing. their camp in that, in a sense, it's near literally everything on Earth because they kind of overlap. But there's a portal at the camp, but she wouldn't know that. That literally happened hours ago, from her from yeah. her perspective. Yeah, and like, what the fuck? I mean, it could be that thing. Do you think it's just like just oh. be that thing that little kids sometimes do, where they lie like brazenly and confidently lie about things by just making up facts or making up what they think is facts based on little snippets of information they know so like she knows that ty has clearly been somewhere named the digital world and she knows he was just at camp therefore her little kid brain is making these connections and she believes it because (laughs) she's a kid and she somehow stumbled across the actual truth in doing so it just comes across as kind of like creepy yeah no yeah, it's like it's very soothsayery of somebody yeah. who has absolutely no reason to know any of this stuff is stating all of these things really casually like it's super obvious knowledge mm. which i mean given what kari does when she actually goes to the digital world probably not too far out of her area because she kind of does just know things and has superpowers. Well, I mean, she's Spoilers. possessed by an angel. <laughs> she literally gets, like, worshipped by a group of Numamon. I'm not sure if you remember that that happens, but it happens. I oh, mean, yeah. at this point, Numamon just fucking worship any sort of female being. <laughs> like... Yeah. But they call her Queen Kari. It's... What? There's some yeah. weird, there's some weird there's anyway. some weird stuff with a bunch of um So a point I was gonna make earlier, do you think there's just like a hole in Kari's window where the Digivice flew in? Wait Because it came out of wait, I assume it think, came out of the sky at the same her, time as the rest of them. Do you think her bedroom's kind of like young Amy Ponds? And like uh, there's thank a you. crack yes, that, That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> there's a crack where yeah. the digital world leaks in. Yeah, like all like all of this digital world stuff has just been pouring into her head as a child. Like <laughs> which is why which is why she goes on to become a wiki. Like she's practically one already. Oh, the knowledge just sort of leaks into her head from just the universe around her. Not just the universe, the digital universe. Uh, Do you know how yeah. much porn is in that head? Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, the it's second like someone after to... it's like, "Hey Kari, have you ever seen a Renamon oh, before?" The... Oh, and she's just like, "Thanks." God, no. She just falls over and starts seizing. That's when the wiki crashes. Also, uh, breaking news, um, friend of the show, Melding, has reminded me, Dragonite is probably the most huggable Pokemon aside from Snorlax. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh, that's yes. very true. He's very huggable. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, look, wait, are you, wait, 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 are you live tweeting this episode as we record it? Yeah, I, that's what I do for the most part. She always does that. <laughs> yeah, Joe, I never told you because, like, you don't have fucking Twitter. What the fuck do you think I do? Like, Okay, that's absurd. <laughs> I love that this finally comes out. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
Ty starts having like this crazy internal conversation. Yeah, he basically has a about time yeah, travel. He basically has a mental breakdown, which like would be significant if it wasn't Ty. Like nobody's gonna notice. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, "Am I really here? Can I? What? What's different? Because I'm in the future past." And yeah. He basically tries to figure like, out the I'm plot. Confusing myself. Yeah, he's trying to figure out the plot to Primer, I think. Yeah. yeah. But while he's doing this, he's just sitting there, like, absent-mindedly ignoring everything going on around him, thinking about time travel. Which means he misses the, literally the cutest thing that ever happens in the world. Yep. Coralwood and Kari are sitting on the couch, playing patty cake. It's so cute! Joel, can we make animated GIFs as, like, the uh, the image for podcast episodes on, we on the website? We absolutely can. Fuck yes, because this is what this is gonna be. <laughs> I just can't be bothered making one. <laughs> there's a I'll, I'll make it you can record video and imger will turn it into a gift oh, yeah it does doesn't yeah it? but so there's also while they're playing patty kick uh Karamon is like using his weird ear things in because he doesn't have hands he's also singing like what appears to be a digimon version of the patty kick song yeah a little bit because he says I, you can't quite make it out because Ty's talking. And it's just like in the background, but you can hear him clearly say Digimon while singing this song. Oh yeah, Paddymon Digicake. <laughs> <laughs> it's but yeah, I, so cute. I like the scene as well because it's kind of weirdly a summation of what I remember liking about Digimon for the most part, where there's a lot of complicated shit that's going on in the background that you probably shouldn't think about or linger on for too much, but in the foreground is some of the cutest, like, really nice stuff happening. Yeah, yeah it's basically, it's basically it's adorable. if you took the very concept of Tokomon and made it into, like, plot. Very cute, very cute facade with some complicated, horrific shit lurking beneath the surface. Because, yeah, like, Ty actually has some valid concerns about what the fuck is going on with time and shit, like... Yeah. And he eventually just goes, okay, I've got it. We're all sick. Yeah, it's a... It's, We're this, delirious. I like this, because it's literally a smash cut from him, like, freaking out about all this to... Holding a hand on both his and Kari's hands, checking for fever. Yeah, and Kari just goes, I'm not sick. I know Coromon. I've probably been to the digital world. Which Where else would I have met a Coromon? She says she's not sick, but she's also home alone. In an I unlocked mean, apartment, it, let me point out. She says she's not sick. Bec- and I didn't need didn't his... Didn't she literally say that... Her parents didn't take her to see their grandparents because she was sick. Well. And she didn't go to summer camp because she's sick. Yeah. Also, we'll see in a moment, like, like, she has no appetite, so she's clearly, yeah, clearly not doing well, but she doesn't want to admit they, it, they I never, guess. Just they never cleared up creepiness. what is actually wrong with Kari. No, they never do. It, like, there's a whole episode about how she's sick, and they don't really ever go into it. I said in our Lost recording that it's... Is, is it like a, a Japanese stereotype of a sickly child? See... Because I've seen it in so many different Japanese things that there's always a child who is just constantly sick. See, there's a... It's it's a pretty common... With an, it's yeah. a pretty common, like, story trope. I don't really know from anime, but, like, just in generally in storytelling, like, if you have an older 
character with family, whether it's like an older brother or like a parent, um, sort of that, that character archetype kind of exists to be like a protector or like responsible yeah. for something. And normally responsibility it's, isn't really Ty's thing, um, but by yeah. giving, by I mean, giving him just, a sibling, yeah, by giving him a sibling that's, you know, sick or needs looking after it gives him the illusion of being in charge because he has an obligation to be self-sacrificing, kind of? I mean, frankly, as a kid, it's probably the one thing he has, like, major control over. Right, mm. right. And also, like, I from, it's, like, yeah. anime, I do know it's also common as well to have, and this is also not really, like, unique to anime, having, like, a sickly parent or relative as well who's older than you, because mm. that also brings out, like, it... It's it's a whole issue of like forcing a child to grow up before they're ready. For right. It. Yeah. Giving giving them an, an a burden that doesn't fit their station in life. Yeah. Exactly. Like having to go save two universes with your pet dinosaur. No, that's that's normal kid yeah. stuff. Have you ever read yeah, a that, book? Yeah, that's regular. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that was part of Hatchet, right? Yeah. I mean, he went to the Hatchet world. <laughs> yeah, he met Hatchet Mon. <laughs> So, Tide finally decides, you know what, I said I'd call everyone to see if they were home, I should do that. So, gets on the phone, he starts calling all the houses of all the kids, uh, none of them are home. Uh, I do like that when he calls Matt's house, he, apparently Matt just hasn't called his dad the entire time they've been away. Yeah, well- Everyone else is like, no, I heard from him, but he's still at camp. Matt's dad is just... Apparently just says, no, he hasn't talked to me at all. Again, like, this is a nice little moment which it's subtle in the sense that it shows just briefly what the kids' react, uh, what the kids' like interactions are like with their parents, because when Ty calls Izzy's family... Which is the best part of the Yes, show. because, like, when Ty calls Izzy's family, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I was just wondering if Izzy's home. He's not? Oh, no, nothing's wrong. Like, uh, I just came home early from camp and just wanted to see if Izzy was home yet. No, no, everything's okay, everything's okay, and, like, checks with Sora's mom, and, like, she's, you know, not really too fussed, which is okay, like, but she's also not, you know, uh, indifferent, but then, you know, calling Matt's dad is like, oh, he hasn't called, huh? And then knowing that, like, Matt's parents are divorced, <laughs> and that there's obviously some, you know, kind of sad stuff going on there. I like the progression, too. Like, he calls Izzy first, because Izzy's, like, his best friend, and he calls Sora, because yeah. he, he, yeah. he knows Sora, he's probably spent a lot of time with, with her, because they play soccer together and whatnot, and yeah, Matt's the last one, because fuck Matt. <laughs> Fuck you, Matt. <laughs> Doesn't even call. Uh, as far as we know, we don't mom. see him call. Well, like, I mean, we don't know how Joe well he yeah, knew any of those other those other kids outside of camp. So, like, exactly. maybe it would have been weird for him to call yeah. them and be like, "Wait, who are you?" Yeah. Uh, and at this point, we get he starts talking about how he wishes Izzy were there because apparently his Digivice isn't working. He, you know, he says his Digivice isn't working, but what is he expecting it to do? Like, it didn't actually do anything the first time you went to the digital world. Like, you got it, and then you were just, like, teleported, basically. Yeah, like... Digivice didn't shoot a beam of light and you went in, like what happens later when they go into the digital world. Like, it only... It just The happened. Digivice only goes off if their Digimon is digivolving, or if they need to, like, ward off evil for something, or if goblins are near. <laughs> Yeah, like, later on, they do get, you, like, let you go into the digital world. It's kind of how they work. 
but at this point they don't do that. Literally all they do is digivolving and showing like weird stuff that's never brought up again. Also, looking at it sitting in his hand uh, like this, man, those weird. things are tiny. Like, I always pictured them as a lot bigger, probably because the toys were a lot bigger because they had to be. Well, also remember as well, mm. like, they have giant anime, like, hands even gloves. Yeah, yeah but like, even, has, even so, he's a 10-year-old. Ty has normal-sized hands in this episode because he looks normal-ish. Uh, true, but also remember, like, we talked about size discrepancies due to, like, the spyglass and this giant right. fucking anime but eye. okay, but okay, yeah. if you use perspective, like... If I hold my hand up to the monitor, to my monitor right now, it's roughly the same size as Ty's hand is, with the same proportions and everything. And the way that Digivice is sitting in his hand, that means it's about two inches by two inches wide. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're tiny. Yeah. Which, I mean, if all they ever need to do is kind of just, like, show blinking lights and have a bar fill up, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ty's like, you know what? I'm going to cook us breakfast. And he makes, like, this omelette thing. Yeah. And Kari goes, I didn't know you knew how to cook. Which is a lie, because he cooked for them in the first movie. Uh, I'm afraid I'm afraid when that was, was also like lost six. in the uh, mental reconditioning. It's just... Ah, uh, of course. It's, that's the problem, <laughs> that's the problem with electroshock. It sometimes gets... It's not very targeted. Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, apparently Matt taught him how to cook. Which I can I could see that because we know Matt likes well, and to I cook, like that, that and they spend a lot of time because that's a nice touch because like they've been literally been like traveling in the wilderness for months so they would have had to learn some of these survival skills yeah. over time and also again kind of hinting at maybe Matt does all the cooking at home with his dad like yeah yeah probably well his dad's always at work. I mean exactly. when I was when I was home for the summer like. Sometimes dad would call up and be like, yeah, I'm going to be a little late for lunch. Can you make some mac and cheese or something while, you know, at this time so that it's ready when I get home because I don't have a lot of time or whatever? I mean, that's yeah. that's what kids are for. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I was really never taught how to cook until recently. So... Even though I was basically a latchkey kid. That's my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> so Ty and Coromon start pigging out Yeah. on... Uh... On this food. I mean, it's the first proper Curry meal. takes it's a spoon. The first proper meal they've had in months. I mean, he didn't get those eggs out of a fucking random fridge in the wilderness. Like it's actual food. He knows where it's come from for the most part. And it also isn't. And it also isn't an illusion. That's that's important. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But Kari takes a spoon, takes one mouthful, and goes, "Yep, I'm full." <laughs> just gives the rest to Ty and Karamon, which kind of just adds to the like weird creepiness of Kari in this episode. Yeah, just I'm like... gonna I'm gonna guess cancer. Oh god. Good lord. Jesus. It's okay. She when she when so... she goes to the digital world she's fine. It's just it's just in the real world while she's sick. It, is that like what that's female Thor though, isn't it? I mean it's just Thor, but yes. I mean yeah that's Thor yes, it's true. That's also yeah that's both I was thinking um was it Rose from Lost? Had cancer, went to the island, didn't have it anymore? No, that... Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, she was, like, dead the whole time, so... I mean, that was kind Who of knows? all of them, like... <laughs> the show was weird. It's a fucking weird show, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was a weird so show. So there's the, um... <laughs> we get that stereotypical shot of, you know, someone who's super full, where they're, like, leaning back in their chair with their stomach, like, bursting out of their shirt. Yeah, that's all, that like, only happens oh, in anime, so yeah. Full. Mm. 
And then Caramon's just like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. And he starts like for freaking the second, out and bouncing. For the second time in this show, we have to awkwardly and incredibly like poorly pretend that he doesn't have to poop. Yeah, yeah. because he starts like bouncing and freaking out. And so I was like, what's wrong? And he says, so full. And the screen just cuts to like this weird glowing background it looks like it's from pink Sailor flowers Moon. all over it like it's from yeah. a magic, it's a it's like an eye catch from a magical anime of just like roses blooming and he says i better go rest and he just so conveniently happens Karamon. to like choose to rest in the bathroom on the toilet, on the toilet. Yeah. yeah we see him sitting on the toilet and kari's like out the door leaning against it talking to him and he's like she says you don't have to hide in the toilet and he's like, says, why would you hang out with someone who's such a pig? Like he's hiding because he's embarrassed about eating too much. He just needs the poop. Yeah, yes. like, such on. an awkward, such an awkward thing to censor. Like, yeah, it's weird. Oh, uh, uh, just just quick check. Everyone's recording still doing okay. Because this is just yes. where we lost it last time. Well, it's not where we this lost. Where it, we, it's realized. Where we realized we lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god! God! <laughs> so, yeah, while Caramon's on the toilet, uh, Kari tells him a story about when uh, she went on a school field trip to a farm, uh, and she fell in a pig pen, and everyone was laughing at her. Which God, these kids are mean. kids are shitty. But then uh, Ty jumped in and started playing in the mud with her, like, you know, oh yeah, we did this on purpose, which is absolutely something Ty would yeah. do. If he had fallen in the pig pen, he would have immediately started pretending like he did it on purpose. And then yes. the farmer tried to shoot them, and they got expelled. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that is vaguely reminiscent of a camping experience I had as a kid where bunch of a bunch of my group because we went like we were walking between different like camping locations and like during that point we passed by like oh a cow pasture on a farmland oh, that was cool got to see some cows up close and a couple of the guys jumped over the fucking fence and wanted to look at cows up close i'm like oh whatever they'll be fine as well they come back quite soon and then like five seconds later we just hear fuck run run and they were being chased by a cow <laughs> yeah here's, here's the thing about cows for the most part, if they're just kind of out hanging or whatever, and you aren't doing anything too weird, cows are so yeah, chill. they don't mind. If they have yeah. young, or if there's a bull around, you're in some fucking trouble. Yeah, it was just funny, like, <laughs> oh god, like, yeah, kind of dumbass, like, teenage idiots being chased by a cow in the middle of a field on a camping trip. That was one of my highlights, just seeing these <laughs> fools <laughs> run, going, fuck, run, dude, run! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, none of that sounds really at all like out this, of the ordinary um, to me. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this next shot, because it's just Ty, just lying on the couch, under the air conditioner, watching TV. He's like, oh, I love being home. Yeah, and then he tries Then he, then he, he tries to play Kaiser Soze by, like, just naming all the things he sees in the room and making up... <laughs> stories for him and they're really bad stories <laughs> <laughs> that is the best way to put it holy shit yeah but he's watching tv and he's watching the news 
which is oh you don't uh, want to you don't want to talk about on. how he's like come to terms with the uh with the wind chimes or how madly he missed his calculator or how much he missed the, his dad's ashtray like... <laughs> yeah this is an ashtray sitting on the like thing do they smoke in this apartment i mean, I mean yeah, it was the 90s a thing so in Japan. probably yeah, yeah. Man, no wonder Kari's always sick. Oh, God! It is Is that cancer. where she got cancer? Oh, shit! <laughs> so, the TV starts reporting on uh, weird weather conditions across the yeah, world. Yeah, something that... Uh, like... Weird, like, future tie that we got for, like, two episodes was talking about. Yeah, the narration at the start of the very first episode... That we still don't know when he was doing that narration from. I don't think we'll ever. I mean, find it would have out. to be after this point because this is where he first learns about the whole like weird weather yeah. stuff. Because there's like droughts and floods and snow all over the world where it shouldn't be happening. Uh, but every time they report on one, he can see like spectral Digimon in the background. Yeah, it's weird because they. Their color palettes are super limited. It's like it's it's all made up of only one color. So like mm. Miramon shows up in shades of orange, Cedramon's shades of green. Mm. It's actually a nice effect. I mean, it's pretty easy for Frigimon because Frigimon is all one color anyway. Yeah, his but his <laughs> yes. buttons are just pale white. Yeah. And Ty's like, what's going on? There's Digimon on the news, but no one's talking about them. Which would be weird. Like, imagine if you just saw, like, news about Sydney Harbour and, like, there's just Godzilla there and just, like, oh, just a regular day at Darling Harbour. Like, <laughs> Yeah, or, like, you're looking yep. at your phone and there's, like, a computer-generated image of some sort of monster sitting sitting on what looks like just your surroundings. I know, right? so be weird. weird. <laughs> right? And then you just have... What if there were more people doing that just, like, completely, like... Either oblivious or acknowledging these monsters, and no one was actually having any like inter like yeah, it'd be weird, right? Yeah, it'd be so weird. Thank God we don't live in that world. Whew. No kidding. So let's talk about Digimon Go. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually make a I certain mean, isn't amount that of just sense. like what App Monsters is going to yeah, be? Basically, much. yeah. <laughs> so this next scene <laughs> is bizarre. So, Kari turns up and says, Oh, good, you can see the monsters too. I thought I was going crazy. Even though she's, like, convinced and of the existence of the digital world without any, like, proof of it. While she is talking to Ty in the background, the TV is still playing, and it's just playing a video of a real ass baboon. <laughs> yeah, it's some live Not action like an animated nature one. show. It's just a baboon. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. How much how much work do you think went into integrating live action footage with this anime? Like, why? Like it just, just reminds me of like those episodes of South Park where they just play live action video this, in it and it's really like jarring. This is like a scene from fucking Cow Chicken or Weasel and Baboon. Like the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like seriously. Boy, I haven't thought like, of I haven't fuck? thought of that show in so fucking long. I <laughs> Yeah, like, I kind of forgot I Am Weasel existed. I, I have spent too much of my life thinking about I Am Weasel. <laughs> no, but that's, but that's not IR Baboon. That's an Starting actual next Baboon. Week, Joel... <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Starting next week, Jules is going to be hosting a podcast rewatching oh, I Am Weasel. fuck. I feel like you could probably lump in Angry Beavers and Cat Dog and, like, all of that stuff. 
You would you would have to lump in cow and chicken because they share a right, right. They share a universe. Like that's the same universe. Yeah. Like that's the- well, there's a crossover episode, isn't there? Well, like what was it was a spinoff basically. It wasn't like they were. Yeah, come on. Like, I mean, it's 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 the, the same. It's well. the, yeah, I was gonna say it's the same relationship as Animaniacs yeah, and about, the uh, Red Pink guy. in the Brain and Freakazoid yeah. and all that. Yeah. Hell, Tiny Toons is even rolled in. I specifically that. remember the red guy was in both. Yeah, I mean, yo, yo, uh, I am Weasel and Cow and Chicken are like more connected than say Rugrats and fuck- fucking Wild Thornberries. Even though those crossed over too. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying like there's still there's actual tangible. <laughs> Oh, there's actual yeah. tangible connection rather than that. Oh God, give me a give me a Smash Dude. Brothers style like just meshing of all <laughs> the '90s kids shows. <laughs> would the would the announcer just be like, "Do you remember the '90s?" Like we, at the beginning of every match? No, the announcer would be um, what's his name from Toonami? Tom. Uh, I don't. I don't yeah. know. I but this is more Nickelodeon. I can imagine it being like Olmec from Legend of the Hidden Temple. Yeah, there we go. What if it's Face? Yeah. You remember Face? <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, I remember it. That was a fucking good God, show. Face was weird. What? He's just a face. I mean, well, yeah, yeah what do you like expect? Actual, like, Aztec face. Yeah, like, that's really, like, the one historical accurate part of it. Like... Look, Cormon's <sighs> just a fucking face. That's a Yeah, I want to see Face drinking soda now. Ugh. I want to see Omek like drinking soda work? now. He's like flat. Ch- like, what is he? Olmec but... fucking chugging some ecto cooler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Suddenly, the TV turns off and the air conditioner starts going crazy. And then, and then, and it, and then it starts, starts and then it starts beeping. yelling about how it's not an invalid, and then it dies. Oh wait, wrong, oh, God, oh, wait, yeah, wrong we thing. We talked a lot oh, about God. the brave little toaster, didn't we? Yeah, off, yeah, off <laughs> mic we are. Uh... Please no. No. But Ty's Digivice starts beeping, which goes to show, no, it's not broken. He just doesn't it's know how to use it. clearly still working. Maybe uh, maybe there's solar his flares going on. on. Maybe that's what's, going, what's up. <laughs> <laughs> his computer switches on, and it's uh, like a picture of a video thing of Izzy. Well, I say yeah. video, okay. it's not So animated. the dubbing team completely fucks up some foreshadowing here. What did they say? I mean, it just says, "Oh, it's Izzy." Yeah. So the footage is right because I'm sure the um original version of this didn't fuck it up, and even the even the um text is fine, but the delivery is completely wrong. Yep. Yeah, I suppose because Izzy is all staticky and it's cutting out all the time, and he just says it's too dangerous. Shouldn't come back here. Stay no, no, no. wherever you are. See, You're better off if there. If he'd have said it like that, it would have been fine. That's how it should have been. But it, but he's, he's more like screaming, he's yelling it. it. Yeah, like like things are things are yeah. really bad, and he's trying to warn him. Ty, no, don't don't come back. You're better off there. Yeah. Which we f- we find out in a couple episodes' time where Izzy was when he sent this message, and. It's a complete. He did not no, sound it's like a this at all. It, he was the complete opposite. Because like, like when he's in this place, he is devoid of emotion. Yeah, because like on the video, on like the actual computer screen, it's actually kind of unsettling that Izzy just has this really blank, emotionless face. He has like a a blank face, and the background is like yeah. space. Like, yeah. Imagine he, like he went to space. he went to Colorado and got some like primo weed. <laughs> he he got some real good digi Kush. <laughs> 
There we go. I don't know the lingo. Oh, God. <laughs> he was just, he, he found a weed mon. He took some clippings. Oh, God. Oh, God. He just literally smoked a Digimon, didn't he? <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Izzy is, like, totally into weed. I mean, probably not, probably not no in, way he is in the right? show, because he's, like, what, nine? I mean, in Try, where he's, yeah. like, 16 oh, sure. and rich. For yeah. sure. You know he's got a home <laughs> growth operation in that penthouse as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just yeah. fucking enjoying this head of creative Izzy. That he's a wizard who's a millionaire who owns a server farm that outsources to, Why like, do you think CIA he's a wizard? And is also, like, just growing his own fucking weed. Yeah, he's a wizard with, like, four <laughs> Zs. <laughs> I want to see his, like, his Xbox Live username, like... X capital X smoke wizard digi capital X lowercase X. Oh god, he probably has a handle somewhere that's 420 in binary. Fuck, he. Yeah, oh, I can god. see. No, he has 420 in digi code. Yep, and no one else yeah, he, can even see it because no one, no one else has the fucking font so to see digi code on boxes. their goddamn computer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, the signal cuts out, and Ty just goes, Man, all my friends are in trouble, well, we're stuck here because I can't get this damn Digivice to work. Yeah, it's kind of sucks, doesn't it, bro? And he just goes, You know what? I should quit while I'm ahead. <laughs> um, that's, no, a real, that's, that's a real regular That's kind of attitude. a complete reversal of what you were just yeah, saying. Yeah, like, we were starting to get used to, like, oh, wow, Ty's starting to turn over a new leaf in these past couple episodes, and then it's like, no, we're back to classic yeah. Ty. Plus, like, that's a plus, real, that's a really irres- sort of heroic that's a thing. irresponsible thing to say, because poor Impressional Koromon is there, and if he quit while he was ahead, he'd never get anywhere. <laughs> I mean, Koromon's always ahead. <laughs> God damn it. So, it's, but... The whole, I need to get back to the digital world to save my friends, even though I'm perfectly safe and I can just chill at home with my sister, is, like, a really heroic sort of thing to do. Like, it, he knows that there's a lot at stake and he wants to help his friends. But then he just immediately goes, nah, I'm going to stay How did I never notice this before? Well, he's having his little moral quandary. They do this weird fish lens effect. Yep. It's really unsettling. Which, yeah, especially because then it just smash episode is rather then unsettling. It just smash cuts to a normal shot of him, and like the proportions all jerk back into place, and oh. <laughs> Kari says, "You know what? Relax, Ty. Eat some watermelon." We didn't mention it before, but there is like a giant fucking watermelon in their yeah, fridge. By the way, come on, relax. Eat some watermelon is the name of my new self help book. Yep. <laughs> So Ty goes to have a nap in his room and has some watermelon with him. Um, but the rest of the watermelon goes to Coromon, who is all about this fucking watermelon. He's just chowing down, and he says probably one of my favorite lines from the episode, which is because it's just so dumb. He says, "Boy, oh boy, if there is one thing I duly love, I duly love this watermelon." That's that's also, literally I mean... the most like. The first thing I think of when I think of Coromon. Because <laughs> it's just so, like, it's so silly and cartoony of a line. And it's, like, kind of out of place in this episode, which is otherwise kind of creepy and unsettling. 
Yeah. And also, I just kind of think, like, actually thinking about it, ha- like, have we seen fresh fruit in the digital world before? Yeah, the, they were like yeah, bananas. bananas. No, those point. bananas weren't actually bananas, though. Like, that's the thing. No, there were real bananas, and then there were the bananas that weren't bananas. Yeah, they've were had they both. real bananas? Well, no, they've had both. Yeah, they've had both. I don't recall the bananas. Palmon cut down like it's a bunch of bananas, and then there were like the orange ones they found yeah. that weren't real bananas. Huh? Yeah, they, they've had both. Well, I don't recall the ba- I don't recall the bananas. It's definitely the <laughs> podcast episode. <laughs> That's the title for you. Yeah. So while Coromon is just devouring this watermelon, Kari says, "You know, I'm glad you're here." And I'm glad you're happy because you may not ever be able to go back to the digital world yeah, at all. She says, yeah, she says specifically, I wrote this down. Um, you may not be returning to the digital world anytime soon because I'm going to misery you. <laughs> I'm going to tie you up on, I'm going to tie you up on, on my bed and uh, force you to just play with me all the time. And you can never leave. And just smash ever. your feet with cinder blocks. And you know, we can be happy together oh, forever and ever and ever. And yeah. Ever. That plan f- fell apart when she realized there were no feet to smash. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't work anymore. She tied him up and he just like bounced you, out. Caramel. It's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> she <laughs> like tied a rope a, around him and he just bounces here. away with the rope around him. <laughs> Coromon has like a real oh god I may never be able to go home he's basically all of a sudden going through the same thing like Ty had to deal with yeah but Coromon didn't have like an apartment he lived in he just kind of chilled on a hill with the other Digimon yeah because I'm wondering like they don't ever show like what the Digimon's lives were like before the only thing we get village where they all have huts true yeah, but it, the only thing we get of the Digimon that joined the group from before they met the kids was them on a hill just bouncing in circles. Yeah. It's hanging a time out with lapse, too. Like, it shows them going from their baby forms yeah. to their training forms. So it's like they've literally only been there. Hmm. And, yeah, like I said in the recording that got lost, someone did like an estimate of if the time difference between the real world and the digital world is consistent. Which I don't, last which I don't four buy. Years, I don't believe that's true. Yeah. That would mean that the last four years since the uh, Parrotmon incident, when they were selected as Digidestined, it's been something like 500,000 years in the digital world. There's going to be a lot of, like, Jedi corpses from when he just kept splitting himself oh, off Jesus and they kept dying. God. What, you think it's like snakeskin? Like... Well, yeah, he splits himself into, like, two, and I assume he kills well, the Yeah, other no, one. it's exactly like the Prestige. <laughs> yeah. We can't keep bringing up the Prestige across all of, of, all of our fucking podcasts. <laughs> we absolutely can. But, I mean, this is really relevant. I mean, yeah. Because but... we know Jedi can split himself into multiple versions of himself, but there's only one at the moment. No, see, I think I think what happens is, like, Jedi, Jedi isn't really human, at least he claims he's not. I don't know. I, I assume he's not because he can split himself into multiple units. Um, <laughs> I assume his age is based on quantity rather than actual time. So, like, when he's all the Jedi is <laughs> in one, he's ridiculously old. When he splits them off, each split is younger because there's less of him. Are you saying if you cut a Jedi in half, you can count the rings? Yeah, but you gotta divide by two. <laughs> if, you, 
<laughs> yeah. You cut a Jedi in half, you get two Jedi's that are younger. Uh, half as young. Well... Half as old. <laughs> no, no, I think you had it right the first time around. Jedi doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ty wakes up from his nap when there's the phone is ringing. And he's like, oh, the phone! And he runs out and Kari's answered it and is talking to their mom. It was apparently that pre-recorded voice that's on the phone. When you can't make a connection. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. It's not just like her tone and her delivery is exactly like the, if you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try your call again voice. <laughs> I'm sorry. This number has been disconnected. I kind of wish in retrospect now, like I imagine they just had that voice uh, actor on retainer and they just reused her for Ty's mm. mom. But I kind of wish in retrospect they'd actually made each of those like, error phone messages, a different voice for the Digidescent, oh and then you God, realize it was their the real parents. One, those are their parents? Oh, yeah. that would be amazing. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Like, it's things like that which make me well, a little disappointed would, watching the show. That, 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 like, have, that would have like really, that. that would have really enhanced the whole bit where Joe was there just continuously trying it, because it's like, he's hearing yeah. his parents yeah. talking to him. Yeah, like, and like, they don't recognize it at first, like, because sometimes it like, say if I heard my mom's voice just talking about something completely different, I wouldn't immediately register it as my mom, but I would know the voice somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it would just start yeah, out as like, familiar. That's, yeah, that's a familiar voice. Yeah, and then, like, f- fucking hell, Digimon, you could have been, like, you were already a decent show <laughs> with a great arc. You could have been fucking amazing, though. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay, we've made so much, like, headcanon about this show. I know, but... <laughs> I honestly, it did actually kind of get to me when I saw the that iTunes comment you mentioned before about, yeah, we kind of rag on the show and it's frankly deserved. But then I just realized I want to find something to truly we love, love it anyway. about the show, like genuinely love, which I you know yeah. love plenty about it already. Well, you did, Gomamon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gomamon is our fucking light. And I mean, <laughs> you guys, you guys don't have a Gomamon shrine. Well, see, I had to compromise. It's Gomamon dressed up like, as Goldar. I've got priorities to try and sort. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I do have a Gomamon shrine. It's just currently, like, covered up by the gunpla, unfortunately. So, like... <laughs> see, instead of, like, a candle, it has a bowl of water in case the fish rangers decide to come visit. <laughs> well, no, any, they any shrine any they can shrine just pop out of the water. Goldar has to have a green candle, though. Like, <laughs> Yes. Oh, yes. A green candle, a smoking jacket, a chef's hat... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so Ty grabs the phone off Kari and hears his mum talking and she's like, Kari, are you there? You there, Kari? And he just says, huh, mum? And then she goes, is that you, Ty? And he just immediately hangs Which, up. Which, frankly, yeah, best option right there. Well, yeah, he can't what, the hell, do you, what but, the hell do you say to that? It's like, whoops, I fucked up. But how does... Yeah. <laughs> how is not the first thing that happens immediately after this is... She calls right, back. Right, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I'm gonna assume... It's like she I'm just heard Ty's that... voice when he should be at summer camp and just goes, oh, okay, yeah, Well, that's I fine. mean, immediately after that, we cut to the wind chimes, like, going nuts again, so I'm gonna just assume that electronics started going nuts again and she couldn't reconnect. Yeah. That's a good mm. assumption. Otherwise, yeah, if, if it'd been more the case of, like, Ty spoke in the background while Kara's on the phone and the mum asked, I could imagine that would be enough for mm. her to rationalize. That couldn't have been Ty. Yeah, no, I'm just hearing things, yeah. But no, like, he straight up, like, talked into the into the receiver, like... And not only that, 
She was in the middle of talking to yeah, Kari. Yeah, like he hung up on her. She, she was still saying, saying things, things to Kari. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then so yeah, everything starts going crazy again, and Ty says, "I finally get it. The real world's in just as much danger as the digital world." Which did they really know the digital world was in danger? It can't, Jedi just kind of told them it was. I mean, they're kids. And they don't know shit. Yeah, but. But also, I mean, again, like, as also, kids, like, kinda... the, the real like, issues for the digital world they haven't really experienced yet. Like, yeah, the only no. problems they've seen have been due to like Edamon or uh, Devimon. Like, that's not really problems mm. that you'd expect to bleed over to the real world. That's just assholes being assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coromon says, "You know what? What can we do about it?" and Ty is, you know, we can't do anything. We can't get back to the digital world. It's like, we can just live here in luxury while all of our friends die. <laughs> it's like, we could go to the beach or the movies or take Kari shopping. But, and then he starts like, you know, no, we can't do that. We have to go help them. I'm not that much of an asshole. Well, maybe Ty at the very beginning of the show. Hmm. Um, then, like, an earthquake happens. So, wait, is this, and... is this that earthquake of Metal Greymon we were promised last episode? Kind of a bit of a delay there, huh? <laughs> this is the earthquake of Tyrannomon. Oh, I don't know. Different that, earthquake. That, that's a slight fucking, you know, miss that That's false advertisement right there. <laughs> so, yeah, a Tyrannomon bursts out of the harbor and shoots a fireball, which explodes. So, to anyone who can't see... The giant fire-shooting dinosaur? Is there just an explosion? Yeah, which I assume they, like, rationalize as a gas leak, as they've done before and will do again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, no, they rationalize the Paramount thing as a terrorist attack. I just mean, like, in general, like, that's, that's almost like always the, actual... the explanation for something weird happening oh, yeah. in the show, is, oh yeah, there's a gas yeah. leak, and... I mean, honestly, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it was a gas leak, because it was just the spectral Digimon... You know, their whole thing bleeding over from the digital world, causing electronics to mess up, which could cause a gas leak Yeah, explosion. I mean, all you really need is a spark at the right time, and bam. It just so happens that Ty sees it represented as a Tyrannomon shooting a fireball. Oh, so Ty is crazy, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. God. That omelette he made was spiked with some powerful drugs. Oh, I thought you were going to say that omelette he made was cardboard. <laughs> I don't know, I mean, we see in the movie that Ty's mom is kind of into, like, an all-natural vibe. I can see her keeping parody around, and Ty not knowing what the fuck that is. Oh, yeah. yeah I could really... buy Ty's mom being this super into LSD doesn't actually as a happen. younger woman, too. Y yes, yes. Yeah. Let's say, like, the ending of this episode, where it's Ty floating up into, like, a giant glowing disc, that's absolutely the sort of shit you see when you close your eyes on LSD. Tyler, you sound like you're speaking from experience. <laughs> I have done far too much LSD. <laughs> Wait, are you actually being serious here or not? Yes. <laughs> I've done my fair share of that. I, okay, cool. We're good, learning good a lot about know. each other yeah. in this podcast. Mm, <laughs> Tyler, that, I just wouldn't have pegged that. Okay. No judgment, obviously. Just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... There was one time I took a bit too much, and I spent eight hours on my bed convinced that I was flying through space. <laughs> oh, so you were Izzy. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> so yeah, uh, leaving aside my history with psychedelic drugs. <laughs> Holy shit! Sorry, just, uh, I, I yeah, kind that's, of that's really, really like... kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> yeah, just like this does like recontextualize some things again, not in a bad way. No judgment. It was just like, huh? Oh, okay, huh? The experience that comes to mind about that glowing disc is specifically one time where I closed my eyes and I was basically a ball of light rotating around another, or like a sun. Okay. That was the entire universe. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Very familiar. I like that we've got a resonant LSD correspondent on this yeah, show. Yeah, that's, that's useful, I think, somehow. <laughs> that's a real get. <laughs> somehow. I mean, not in the slightest, because... It's fucking now weird. I'm rethinking that entire camping trip trip you took, and all it it being yeah, about laughing. Emphasis on trip, like... apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have like any idea how tired you get the day after. I can imagine. Yeah, like, I mean, there's no way I would go camping for a week and take some unless it was like the final day. But I need to get home, so. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're in like that is that whole thing is just like yeah but you get tired like, that's the reason you're not like exhausted you legitimately cannot function for like a I, day yeah but it's just like the way you said it was like you're super tired afterwards like <laughs> it's hard like I said leaving aside my history with drugs yeah you know we're not gonna do that <laughs> yeah like come, dude like <laughs> what <laughs> It's fun. Clearly. No, no, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Like, it's just, it is just like, I don't know why. I just didn't expect that from any of, like, our podcast buddies well, on audio. Such a casual of revelation people. of it is what gets me. It's like, well, yeah, I've, I've done tons of it. Because, like, it just sounded like you made yeah. a regular ass goof like we'd normally do. Like, yeah, totally I've done that. But no, you actually totally have done LSD before. Yes. <laughs> Back to Digimon! <laughs> well, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some LSD involved in the creation of this franchise. I mean, yeah, fair enough. it being involved in the creation of this podcast would make a lot of sense. <laughs> Actually, yeah, now I'm starting to think, did you, fucking, <laughs> did you fucking decide to make this podcast while on a trip? Like, is that would also explain a lot. If you have an idea on a trip, it lasts about half a second. Just putting that out Well, there. what if it was the last half a second you had while on the trip? <laughs> So, Ty, like, races out the door with Coromon and tells Kara, you know, stay here, don't leave, which... goes It no, goes the, the exact same way it always goes when you tell a kid to do that in TV. Y yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, he figures that the Tyrannomon came through a dimensional rift and that they can use it to get back to the digital world. Which is world. some pretty good yeah. logical thinking for Ty. Yeah. yeah. Except that as soon as they get outside, the Tyrannomon disappears. It just vanishes. But then a Dromojimon appears. Which, which wasn't Dromojimon a good guy when he didn't have a black gear in him? Yeah. Whereas Tyrannomon was just a dick. I mean, he was more of the actual, like, mindless <laughs> monster type. Yeah. Yeah. So then a, a news station that's on, like, you know, TVs in the stores nearby... Um, was reporting that it's like, you know, some viewers are calling in about seeing monsters on their news reports. Uh, yeah, that, if you're seeing monsters on the news, seek medical attention. <laughs> Which, 
Yeah. Which, from what we'll learn, there's like a lot of kids have like potential to be digidestined well, yeah, and later become we, them. We did figure that out in the actual like movie and then later on in O2. Like. Hmm. Because anyone who has like seen a Digimon at all apparently just has the potential to become a Digidestined, which when, you know, giant dinosaurs are walking through the streets of Tokyo, there's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, but the <laughs> yeah. problem is a, an existing Digidestined has to die in order for them to be called. It's it's oh, kind of grisly. <laughs> then they've got to hand over a, yeah. a fucking, like, sort of power and bullshit. It's weird. <laughs> mm. So, he starts chasing the Dromojimon. It vanishes too. And Ty goes, oh, I get it now. They're drifting back and forth because it, you know, it's unstable. We need to get back to the digital world so we can you know, stop this and save both of our worlds. And then... What, what happens now? There's like three scenes before <laughs> something weird happens. What? No, because they cut back to the news. And they announce it. With a... Cor- yeah. With a... Like... Invisible Choir singing Back to News! Oh, oh right, yeah, yeah, that does happen, doesn't it? Who That's the weird. hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the TV Digimon, just singing. Telemon? Yep. Yeah, I'm sure that exists. TVmon? I mean, there is a Vmon, so TVmon? <laughs> uh Coromon says, you know, even if we can make it back to the digital world, yeah, you know, I can't help. I can't digivolve. Which, Which um dude, you real you do you remember um, how the digivolving only really happens when ties in like immediate direct danger? Like yeah. and this entire plot point about Coromon not being able to digivolve was entirely the dub. Yeah. This also, didn't happen also remember remember no. how literally hours ago you were a like ginormous like perfect adult form Digimon, like you temporarily you, yeah, you temporarily dinosaur? gained the power to like take on your what we thought at the time to be ultimate form, and like you think you can just bounce back from that dude? Like that takes a while. Yeah. The last time this yeah. happened to you, and, and it went all, you know, you horrible, yeah. like, it was days. You were out of it for, like, days, yeah. And, yeah, this whole thing where he can't digivolve, again, it was only the dub, it just didn't happen in the Japanese. I don't know why he didn't digivolve, he just well, didn't I assume do he it, didn't, I assume he never it, said he that he had problems recovery with recovery time, like, it, it, he had a cooldown yeah. on the ability. Mm. Yeah, he need to he need to wait to use his daily again. <laughs> so, Kari suddenly comes running after them, and I do like that she's put on a coat. She's just like, oh yeah, if I'm gonna chase after him, I need my. She's coat. also sickly and obviously very cold all the time. Yeah, uh, and she's like, yeah, I want to go with you. And Ty says, no, it's too dangerous. It- so many problems in this show could have been solved just by Kari coming along with them. Yeah, kinda. Yeah, like, if Kari would have because... gone to camp. Hmm, well, that was, like, the whole plot point when she eventually does go to the digital world and meets the weird ghost spirit thing, is that it was supposed to contact the kids as soon as they arrived, 
but it can only talk to Kari. Yeah, so kind of... So the one person that didn't so, show whoops. up was the only one it could talk kind to? Kind of maybe should have had a plan B there, Angel Digi-Ghost. Like... Yeah. I mean, TK's got an angel. You can talk through him. <laughs> so, Coromon spots an Ogremon across the road. And it's just, you know, what? what's it doing? It's like he's waiting for the light to change. It's weird because he is 100% motionless. It's a sticker of an Ogremon, like, plastered to the wall mm. while people are milling all around. And it's not, like... Properly colored again. It's like that like weird, mostly green. Yeah. It's like they turned I, off. It's like they turned off the um, red channel, and it's just and the blue channel. It's just the green channel. Yeah, yeah. I actually really enjoy that like aspect of it. The fact that these Digimon yeah. just don't fit into the real world in any sense. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like their visual I, I design doesn't really fit he's with sitting the there. much more like constrained yeah. art style Realistic. of the real world too. Yeah. Hmm. He's just sitting there though, and then the light changes for everyone across the street, and he just yeah, charges. Yeah, it's like it's like he wasn't actually fully there until the light changed. It was almost like like I kind of wish they played this uh, around with a little bit more with the other Digimon appearing in the real world. That they're still constrained by some laws of electronics mm. in his, the real world. His his avatar had loaded in, but he hadn't established a connection yet, so it was just idling. <laughs> it's kind of like when you like um you're downloading a new patch and then it reaches like for example through Blizzard it reaches like the green point in the bar where it says optimal to play like yeah it does like streaming of updates while yeah. you play but then we get this real cool fight scene between Coromon and Ogamon man it really shows when the fights are improved by like more frames of animation so nice because he's he bounces off and he starts jumping off buildings and like propelling himself through the air with his bubbles. Yeah, so I really want to know what people saw and here when he destroys so this cool. fucking sidewalk. Yeah. Yeah, because it just explodes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what happens when, because he lands on a building and then Ogamon just kind of like crashes into him. Like, what could be the reason for that? That that wall just exploded. No reason. So, it's always gonna also, be a gas leak. another thing that I noticed about this was Okramon doesn't say anything here. He just makes guttural, like, snarling noises. No. Like, he's not his shit-talking yeah. self. He's just attacking. It's like... He's lost his crate. Weird. <laughs> it's like, it's like the, they're, they really are just, like, shadows of the Digimon. It's not the Digimon themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, so... Coromon says, I still can't digivolve, but then, you know, he he does. Because it wasn't a plot point in the original. He turns into Agumon. Um and then the rift in the sky opens up. It's just, you know, starts sucking stuff in. So I wanna know what other people are seeing when this fucking happens. Cause there's just straight up like bits of concrete and dirt just floating into the sky. Yeah, also, and disappearing. also, why is various debris getting sucked in, but the only other things that are getting sucked in are the Digimon? Hmm. It's weird. It's like all the stuff they destroyed is getting sucked in. Well, but nothing now that stuff has Digicode on it, because Digimon touched it. <laughs> so we get uh, Agumon Pepper Breath's Ogumon, so he falls back through. Which looks sweet, by the way. Yeah. 
like this is a really good. He just kind of like scene. opens his mouth and like a fireball yeah, it's swirls the, it's in. It's the most intense pepper breath out. he's ever had. Yeah. Yeah. And like it says a lot that they made a fight with Coromon look really good, and you could only imagine it looking even better with Agumon. I really wish we got a fight like this with this style of animation with Wegarurumon. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty oh, great. Shit. He could just like kick dudes in the face. It would be so incredible. Um, but yeah, Agumon starts getting sucked in through the rift, and he goes, I'm needed in Digiworld. I'll never forget you. It just, like, floats away and disappears. Which, okay. Like, yeah, Agumon kind of takes the stride that he's leaving Ty. (laughs) Yeah, like, he automatically assumes, oh yeah, Ty can't follow me. Well, maybe maybe Agumon's thinking to himself, oh, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> I'm free of that asshole. God. Oh my god! No more force feeding for me. Like, so Ty just goes to follow him. But Kari grabs him by the hand and says, "No, stay yeah, with me." She's been home alone all day, and she's so bored. <laughs> Who will I play patty cake with now? Well, I mean, we don't know if she's been like. I assume that um, she's been home for a while because we don't like. Was it the first day of camp that the Kids went to the digital world? I assume not, because they go home when they get back. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, so she must have been, huh. Like, I'm, I'm assuming they've been at camp for, like, right. a week now. Yeah, but has have her parents been visiting their, their grand, grandparents for a week? Well, no, because it was just that right, August right. 1st so was the day they were She's literally just been home alone today. Well, yeah, I assume their parents work. I know, but also, like, would, would Summer Camp not by take, also take place time, during, like, during the holiday day. period as well? So, like, she might have been home alone to, like, home alone to a certain extent. Yeah, with, yeah. You know, maybe Ty Lost in New York. Playing, yes, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, so, it's actually real sad, because Ty's like, oh man, I just... Yeah. Got to see my sister again for the first time in, like, two months, and now I have to leave after a day. Yeah, because, like, Ty, like, aside from their parents, everyone else kind of, like, I think Ty's the only one who has a sibling he's just completely fucking left behind. I mean, Joe has all yes, the siblings. Yes, but, like, no one, like, who depends on or him. Or sibling in the dub. Yeah. Yeah, ironically, nobody depends on Joe. Fuck. <laughs> 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 But no one else has any So yeah, like, this is, like, a last link before Ty has to cut it off, Mm. before he has to go back. It it is actually pretty sad. Yeah, and he is real sad about it, and he he starts floating up, and she says, you know, goodbye, be careful. And Um, I want to point this out, because we talk about how so much, there's so much filler dialogue, how whenever somebody's mouth is open, they feel a need to put something in. They actually show, cut to him. You can see his mouth moving, but they didn't dub a damn thing in there. It's really, it's yeah. actually really weird. <laughs> Normally they just fill empty air like, with He could have just said something like, I won't forget about you or something. Like, there's so many generic lines you could have filled hmm. in there, and they did nothing. No, you don't understand. It's like the end of Lost in Translation with Bill Murray and Scarlett Johansson. It's supposed to be mysterious. <laughs> so... Yeah. Um, Ty starts narrating and he says, you know, I couldn't take Kari with me because it would be too dangerous. Also, mum would kill me. <laughs> That's a 
good kid reason Which, for not bringing your sibling. All right, to yeah. like kind of kind of forgetting the whole yeah. thing that like they could be gone for however long they're going to be gone, and and I mean they'll never notice. Within like Ty's defense, he literally did that. He took his sister to the park, and she almost yeah. died. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, like that we'll happened. Get, we'll get to that when we get to that. But that is almost like a pretty good like. Uh, that's some pretty good backstory for the way Ty acts sometimes. Yeah, especially around yes. Kari. So, yeah, he he says, um, what we didn't know is that Kari would soon find her own way to the Digi-World. And then there's a shot of a table in their apartment with another Digivice sitting on top and of it. And yet, in just a few episodes, we'll have this whole big thing of a mysterious 8th Digi-Destined. Mm. Who could it's it like they be? could have actually not had this shot, and when they're talking about the eighth Digidestined, introduce like Joe's brother. Yeah, like and actually make it. Yeah, make it a kids. mystery, and make it like a mystery. I remember Fox kids trying to you build find it as out. a mystery, and it's like, well, no, everyone yeah. knows. It's super obvious. You find out who the eighth child is before you're even told there is an eighth child yeah. to find. Because it shows her Digivice. Like, it's a neat stinger and everything, but with the rest of the arc... And the problem is, doesn't they really don't even try in. and build it as dramatic irony. Like, oh, at least the audience knows, but the cast doesn't. It's more like, they just, yeah, completely fucked up how to actually treat it. Like, <laughs> no, it could just been not a mystery, but a fun thing we get to see the characters themselves figure out. See, rather than just... The way it actually eventually turns out is, it's not a mystery... But only some of the kids know, and because they're separated so often, they don't have the opportunity to tell each other. That's true. So, like, Ty doesn't find out Kari's the eighth child for a while. I mean, part of that's just because... Because she's hanging and out with And part of that's because he's an idiot. That too, yeah. So, yeah, the episode ends with a shot of Ty and Argumon back in the digital world, saying we've got to find everyone and yeah, save both they're worlds. they're back in the desert. And man, yeah. this is a smash cut in quality. Also, like. also yeah, because it goes back to the also, old style. Bearing in mind that Ty took a couple of minutes to jump back in, and there's a huge desync right now between the real world and the digital world. How long yeah. do you think Agumon was Agumon waiting been there? Sitting there for like a week. You think that's, he and that's that's the time that is the time period where Agumon met Rio. Well, yeah, he yeah. probably needed help fighting off Ogremon, who also appeared in that same location. <laughs> it's like Ty turns up and there's just like a half rotting Ogumon corpse and Greymon. It's like what the like, fuck happened? It's been long enough that Ogumon naturally digivolved. <laughs> yeah. no, just like Ty gets back, just and, like, sitting there like chewing, like picking his teeth with one of Ogumon's tusks. Like, Ty gets back and like, hey, Ogumon, I'm back, and he just cuts himself off when he sees like. Uh, the awkward moment of Agumon handing Ryo, like, the Digivice, like, oh, Ty, I, I thought you'd be gone for a little yeah, while. I didn't, like, I didn't, I didn't realize you were coming back, um. This isn't what it looks like, I. <laughs> this is just, awkward. <laughs> Ty, we need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, real good. Yeah, like, that was honestly a pretty good episode. Like, this is probably... Of the first season, it's my favorite episode in the whole season. And of the whole show, probably my third? 
behind my first is the conclusion to Beelzemon's arc in Tamers, because yeah. holy fuck, it's so good. And my second's probably this style of episode in Tamers, the one before they go to the digital world, where they just kind of hang out for the whole episode. Yeah. Which is real, like, nice and slow-paced. And this comes in after those, because it's, it's really it's good. from O2. <laughs> I mean, O2 had their own episode. O2 has decent moments. With, um, it doesn't necessarily have, like, whole episodes which stand out on their yeah, own. Yeah, like, I, I talked about it was the Dark Ocean episode. I was, I forgot that the actual episode I was thinking, because the Dark Ocean one's actually, like, earlier than the one I was oh, thinking yeah. of. Which is right after Ken breaks free of his Dark Spore, mm. and he tries to find Wormmon's egg. Yeah. And it's a whole episode of him walking around the digital world going, Jesus Christ, yeah, I fucked up. Yeah, that's a good moment, actually. Yeah. That's their equivalent to this episode. Well, that's, that's pretty good, because it it's involves really the one, like, good character in all of O2. Yeah, Wormmon. Yes, and it's all about him. <laughs> Wormmon. I mean, like, honestly, as well, this episode, yes. it's one of those, like, rare occasions, because we've encountered this on, you know, the other podcasts we record on Audio Entropy, the fact that... When there's a good episode, there's still not a lot to actually talk about because it's just good on its own. But there's actually stuff to talk about in this episode without making fun of it. <laughs> yeah. I just, to be fair, like, I at least 20 minutes of discussion at... was about huggable Pokemon, but, you know. Yeah, I, speaking of that, I went to go look at our, at the Twitter to see, you know, any questions. Yep. And it just says, you have 38 notifications. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep us in the know. Like I'm trying to keep people like going to our Twitter page. You can thank me later, Tyler. <laughs> so speaking of uh, questions, should we get on to questions now? Yeah, we can do cool. that. Um, you want to ask them because it's probably easier for you. Well, I mean, it's the case where like, I did ask for questions last week. It's on your kept Twitter post. Oh yeah, we could use those. I as mean, well. it was good. We only got probably like a handful this time around, so that it ends up being a good amount all around for two weeks. Yeah, yeah. All right, where have uh, we okay, got? Um, this one is from uh, Kristen at Styguy, uh, S T Y G A I on Twitter. Discuss why Gatomon is the is best Digimon. Well, no, it's Gomamon. We've already discussed this, but Gatomon's yeah, Gatomon's up it's there. Like she's definitely in the top yeah. list. It's okay. I do like her whole, I'm too old for yeah, this Yeah, because she's literally like, she, yeah, she's she evolved on her own to champion level. Like, yeah, she's literally too old for this shit. And, yeah, because in the Japanese version, not so much in the dub, but the level they are at sort of corresponds to their level of maturity, yeah. which is why they're called child and yeah. adult. So she's an adult and the rest are all kids, and she's just like, I cannot She's kind of like a shit. better, like, Angelica to the rest of the Rugrats in terms of the Digimon. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's pretty great in that yeah. regard, just because, yeah, it is just the older sister who's like, Jesus Christ. And so many cat puns. Yes. Yes. Holy shit. I forgot how bad it was. Also, like, so also she's always shipping pun. everyone. Wait, different cat pun. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, okay, we've got another question. This is what this comes from uh, Hoodie Skull at Spooky Dichotomy on Twitter. Wouldn't Digimon mm -hmm. Go make a lot more sense than Pokemon Go? And we kind of touched on this with At uh, Atmon. 
monsters, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, it, it basically already exists. Well, not yet, but... It will, and... I mean, it won't be as fancy as Pokemon Go in the whole, like, AR thing. No, definitely not. But I'm guessing that's, like, their whole goal for Pokemon... Not Pokemon, for, um... <laughs> we've got it. We've, infect- we've infected your brain at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you tried to like gloss over that. <laughs> like, yeah, we've in- we've incepted <laughs> him, and he never even had to go goal. to bed. <laughs> we got him with a mimetic virus. <laughs> like, oh Jesus! <laughs> Should I just move on to the next question? Yes, please. For the love of God. <laughs> oh God! So right, wait, uh, well, wait. Is this is this like a password where you can just pass if you don't know it? <laughs> I I don't know Pokemon like... d- no, Pokemon pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a fucking great next question. Then favorite Pokemon of each host. Also, what? Uh, well, oh, hold on, this is a bit of a awkwardly grammatical question. Ah, oh, give me a second. <laughs> okay, and, and what would that Pokemon and its evolutionary line be like as Digimon? Well, it would have a mega evolution. Is the answer? Huh. It's true. That's that's very <laughs> fucking true. Like, so answer that part of the. I question. mean, I was probably gonna say Ampharos because he's already basically a Digimon. Yeah. Because he turns from like a sheep into a dinosaur well, so, thing. Yeah, like kind of already doesn't make much fucking sense. Well, I mean, so it kind of makes sense. the The theme is supposed to be a sheep being sheared. Because it gets steadily less... Yeah, but he doesn't look like a shorn sheep. ...as it goes, and Ampharos is supposed to evoke a shorn sheep. It's not a very good invocation. <laughs> it's not a good shorn he's sheep! Just, he's just a dinosaur thing! Yeah, it doesn't look... Yeah, Ampharos really upsets me because be. Mareep is one of my favorite Pokemon. He's, like, fluffy and adorable, and what should happen is he should get he's fluffier cute. and bigger, and his final form should be a giant, like, bighorn named Rampair. <laughs> I do love though Ampharos just because like what the fuck is Ampharos? <laughs> That's why I love him. He is kind of a good Digimon in that he's regard. So like stupid. what the fuck are you? Plus he's got a megaform already and it's beautiful. It's yeah. And yeah. Fabulous. Um I would So you go you go first, Joel. I mean, I don't have a favorite Pokemon because that's absurd. That's like Hey, which of your, you know, 500 best friends is your bestest best friend? It's like, I can't make that decision. <laughs> Only 500? I mean, yeah, there's baby Pokemon and, like, every fairy type ever, so. <laughs> I I would definitely say for me, because, um, yeah, I really, it's hard for me to pick a favorite Pokemon, but for the sake of this, I would go with Scyther. Good call, Because I like the Good fact call. that... He's pretty cool. Because Scyther goes from, like, it's a bug mantis thing to, like, it then turns into a metal, like, bug mantis, but with clamps. And then, how is, you know, How is it not a Scavalier? I don't know. It's weird. And then, but then even then, like... He's got, then, he's got I mean, a, he's yeah, got a he's, scarf. Yeah. <laughs> he's basically a Tokyo he kind of, like, fucking surprise, surprise is the one I like. But then, I kind of <laughs> want, to, beyond even, like, a Mega Evolution... Like, which is even weirder, because, like, Scyther, go- like, Sizzle goes straight into, like, Toku villain design, with, like, the fucking big chainsaw clamp arms. He turns like, into arts and crafts, Caesar. 
<laughs> a little bit. But then, like, if it was a Digimon, the final evolutionary line would just straight up be, like, like a Scyther Gargamon. Like, it just gets guns for arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd work. And sorry, I misspoke earlier. I meant to say Excelgore. It's the other. Oh, yes, it's the yes, other yes. one of the pair that digi- that evolve when you trade. Oh yes. 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 All right. Well, uh, next question. So, um, oh, well, I didn't actually. Go- I didn't actually answer. Like, oh. I wasn't trying to cop out. Like. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I can't go, pick, go ahead. I can't pick a favorite. Oh, yeah. I can list like maybe a top twenty or something. But for the purposes of this question, for the <laughs> purposes luck. of this question, you could say just about any of the turtle Pokemon. Um. That's I'm fair probably going to go with Shuckle, who I know yeah. technically isn't a turtle, but come on. Don't fuck with Mostly Shuckle. because, like, he just doesn't get enough love. I love Shuckle. He's amazing. He's just, like, this little... Yeah, he's a, he's a, tiny, he's a tiny little bug turtle. But... And, like... Yeah. I don't know, he's adorable, and I, I, I honestly don't know why I love him as much as I do, but he's, he's always been a staple on my teams. And he has... He has, like, the single hardest hitting potential attack. Yeah, yeah, if you do a ridiculous amount of setup. If you do, like, 50 turn setup, he can one-shot literally anything. He can also he can also literally do... I don't know if this is still accurate, because I think these calculations were done in Gen 5, but at one point he could do, mathematically speaking, the most damage in the game under the right circumstances. Like, against yeah. these very specific weak Pokemon with these specific modifiers, and you, like, invert his defense, because... He's literally top of the list for defense and special defense, and literally bottom of the list for attack, special attack, and speed. Because he's, he's just the most, supposed to be like the world's greatest. Yeah, he's tank. the most min-maxed Pokemon in existence. <laughs> I mean, I can't talk about tactically sound Pokemon. The only good team I've ever made in Pokemon was a defensive ice team. <laughs> Um, Which, if you know anything about uh, Pokemon, Ice is the yeah, worst uh, defensive wait a type second. in the um, entire game. How? It has one resistance, and it is to Ice. <laughs> I've always been kind of upset that Ice hasn't been better in that regard, because uh, for um, for listeners at home, we uh, frequent a forum that we used to have like a, a gym league basically going on with different types, of course. And we all had like... <laughs> some people had... Songs they attributed to their gym, and I wanted to make an ice gym and use Ario Speedwagons, you're as cold as ice. So uh, badly. Foreigner. But I could not come up... Hmm? Foreigners. Cold as ice. Fuck, that is Foreigner. Shit. <laughs> it's not Ario I got mixed... Uh, look, I've been infected with JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That's mostly <laughs> Speedwagon references. Man, that's gotta be rough, because they only have, that like, two sense, hits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did at one point have a Google tab open of just Ario Speedwagon song titles I could use to quote throughout the entire episode. <laughs> that got weird. <laughs> so anyway, mm. uh, moving on with other questions. Next question. Moving away from Pokemon. <laughs> um, next few come from... Uh, actually, hmm. I could probably... Because I got a bunch from my partner, but they were spaced out, so I'll leave those for the last because they're the best, as always. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I know you love them, Tyler. Uh, speaking of which, my partner's just entered my room with pizza, and she's the best. <laughs> oh, great. So, for the rest of this episode, Jules will be eating. I feel no, like no, 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 no. I feel like I'm owed some pizza now. Well, sorry, well I can't digiport you some fucking pizza, Joel. Like, just email how, it to me. Come how on. on earth do we live in the fucking future and we can't email pizza? What Honestly, the, you, what you, the want the, you want the most... Have, have those Silicon Valley 
Chuckle fucks even been doing? What What's even the doing? point of all of this? <laughs> we live in a world where tel- teledildonics exist, but emailing pizza doesn't. Yep. I mean, hey, you don't see me complaining about the teledildonics, okay? No, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying we should live in a world where both exist. <laughs> yes. Now, come on. Yep. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, I got this one from um, Trippy Jing at Trippy Jing on Twitter. Who was your favorite Spice Girl? Um. <laughs> okay. Can I say I don't none really of know them? the Spice Girls. Like, don't really? get me. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll uh, I'll rock out to them on karaoke night, but I don't like know them as performers or individual like people. I don't even remember what they they are. It's like there's ginger spice, scary spice, baby spice, uh, grumpy spice, spice, and doc, right? And sporty spice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, grumpy spice was kind of posh spice. Yeah, see, like, I remember Posh Spice because, I mean, yeah, that's... Yeah, with David Beckham and everything, yeah. Right. Like, she's probably been in the news the most. She's the most successful She's the only, one. She's the only Spice to have really gone on to have recognition after that wave. I mean, Ginger Spice wanted to become a UN <laughs> representative, like... Yeah. Well, yeah, the, that, that... Please do not edit down that silence at all, because that... <laughs> that speaks volumes. <laughs> Look, I... I don't know, like, for, for some reason, I don't know why Spice Girls history has just kind of followed my life. Maybe it's the crowd I hung out with at school. Okay. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with oregano. Next question. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you'd be wrong because it's pronounced oregano. Yes, what? I'm with Tyler on that one, actually, yeah. <laughs> fucking, fucking oregano. Uh, <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Do you not Did know this that? This become another Australia segment where Australians pronounce things wrong. No, this is a America pronounces it differently from yeah. everyone else thing. Oregano just. Did no. you not know this? It's oregano, yeah. pretty much that everywhere terrible. except America. It's <laughs> <laughs> like calling it a speedo meter instead of a speedometer. It's awkward and it doesn't roll off the tongue. Oregano pre- like I mean, comes with the tongue way better than oregano. Like, no way. One like oregano's faster. Yeah, it's yeah, I would agree. I don't know. It's snappier. <laughs> oregano like is awkward. It sounds, oregano sounds like you're trying to like sound it out because it's the first time you've ever read something. <laughs> I mean, can we have the next question? <laughs> I got a joke question, but I'm not going to read it because it is actually kind of, like, on purposely creepy. Um, yeah, let's, let's so let got... all our creepiness oh, be accidental, God. please. Yeah. I thought we said we'd answer any question. Okay, fine. <laughs> this comes from, uh, you, you know, you know our mutual friend, uh, Kane Tyler, at Veljon on Twitter. Oh, yeah? If you could kill and wear the skin of just one person you personally know, who would it be and when? Yeah, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> What? <laughs> I mean, I could I could answer it by referencing a very what? very in joke, but I don't even like that in joke, so I'm not I'm not answering this question. I do also like this. This question is just it's not like why it's yeah, that's when. The best thing I love when like wh- like there's an optimal time to wear the skin of a person you know. <laughs> like, 
Well, I mean, that's that's factually true, okay. but we don't want to get into that. <laughs> God, hey, moving right. on. That, that was his joke question. His uh, actual question was, which is your favorite Godzilla iteration? Oh, oh boy. That's a really tough one because there's so many. That's I've not honestly one. seen enough Godzilla to read. It's been a while since I've seen any of them. the non-super, super goofy Godzillas that I kind of have yeah. to go with the most recent, like, 2014 movie. Because, I mean, one, that was a really freaking good design. Yeah. And two, it's the freshest one in yeah. my mind. Yeah. yeah. I honestly might have to go with uh, the Godzilla from Godzilla vs. Gigant because that's the that's the movie where Godzilla and Anguirus just fucking talk and it's really badly done yeah. and hilarious. Yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty damn I've seen great. That. But honestly, I mostly love Anguirus that scene just for going, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love old Godzilla movies, especially when it's with one of the flying monsters because it's literally just like, okay, here's the fight scene. He spends five minutes flailing at the flying dude going, Jesus Christ, stop fucking pecking me. <laughs> and then he starts throwing rocks for five minutes. Well, I mean, when you make an inferior, like, kaiju monster that doesn't possess the power of flight, you kind of have have limits to what you can do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh, also, the most recent um, Godzilla movie I've seen besides the 2014 one, I can't remember which one it is, what it's called, but it's the one where they fight a monster that is the reincarnated souls of all of the people who died in the atomic bomb. Oh bombing. yeah, shit! What, what movie was that? That's a that's a really good one. I can't remember which. Yeah, I can't it was remember awesome, which one that is but either. It's just like there. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's crazy. I just wanted to point that out because. Godzilla's fucked, yeah? You have that, and then you have the one where they're just, like, monster buddies yeah. hanging out. Yeah, that's the just thing, that's the thing, island. yeah. You get, you get basically two, maybe three different Godzilla archetypes. It's Godzilla versus man, Godzilla versus monster, and then there's sort of sometimes, like, a Godzilla versus other, where you've got stuff like Space Godzilla, or, like, just more, like, allegories Jaguar. for natural issues, like, Forces of nature or man's hubris, like. <laughs> I just. And then Godzilla yeah. slamming yeah. a real dunk, like. Yep. <laughs> it, the old, the shitty dubs of old Godzilla is always amazing, where it's got like, I think it was, the first Ghidorah movie. Where there's like a woman going on about there's some prophecy and she's like you're all going to die. And then this dude just walks up and says, Now listen here, lady. None of us are going to die, and you need to stop talking. Yeah. Alright, well, last so, two questions are yeah. uh, both my partner. Uh, one is Digimon related, so don't right. worry. <laughs> it's okay, Tyler. Um, what's everyone's favorite animation audio goof seen thus far? I mean, it has to be... I mean, it would have to be the ghost, But, okay, right? is that favorite, or is that just the most fucking creepiest shit? Like... Does that count as an animation I error? I mean, that's definitely an audio goof. An audio like, error. Oh. You specified e either, either. I got I got hung like... up in the animation error part and didn't even hear the second half of it. Um. Yeah. I mean, I mean there's... for animation, I I for animation, I love Beaumont's beating yeah, up, falling her yeah, fucking face. Yeah, that has to be it for animation. 
No, I really liked um, Padamon turning up in the Togemon episode. Oh. Padamon, where he turned up. <laughs> Oh the man, and then there was the, and then there was the time like when one, Agumon one or Agumon re- or Greymon reverted back to Agumon for a, like a split second in a cut, and then digivolved again. Yeah, I think my favorite animation, which I'm gonna say is a goof, was when they gave Ikakumon all the animation frames and shading. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he's like running along. <laughs> yeah, the, were they accidentally the foreshadowed games? try for a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. an animator for the future came in and fucking did that. But also, yeah, the only one yep. like that fucking ghost child. Yeah, no, it has to, it be, has that. to be that ghost. That's so weird. So weird. All the, like animation goofs are one thing because they're so recognizable. You can like freeze frame. Audio goofs are just kind of like, oh, something was enunciated weird, or they had a different voice actor briefly. But like that is so like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we settled that. So last it, question from her is, um, let me just. Find it because my I'm going by Twitter, so here we go. Which Overwatch characters do you guys like slash find hot? McCree. Yeah, yeah, yeah McCree. <laughs> yep. Why? Okay, okay, all right. Because he's a sexy yeah, no, cowboy exactly. dude. Both like exactly. Is it really just sexy cowboy dude? Like that's pretty it? much. Like solid. I mean, snake yeah. In um, Metal Gear, some of those Metal Gear Solid Five shots where he's got like the. The hat and the poncho you mean, thing you mean, or whatever? You mean Punish Snake. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's not Solid Snake isn't his code name in that. But yeah. yeah. That's a good look, too. Like, Scruffy Cowboy Dude is a good <laughs> fucking look. <laughs> okay. So, McCree is basically Clint it, it, like, Yeah, I guess. The funny so. thing was just like, I expect this from Tyler. I'm just more shocked that it's you, Joel, as well, like, corroborating <laughs> with this. Look, I don't... Joel, I feel, I feel like you went on a fucking journey and made man. some self-discoveries. Look, I don't... Um, <laughs> I usually classify myself as straight-ish. I don't typically delve into that end of the, end of the pool, but I do occasionally dip my toe in. Toe, huh? Or, you know, whatever body part. <laughs> That's what he calls it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't want to know what that means. <laughs> So what are they um, usual? Okay, honestly, God, it's it is that just weird barrier for me where like I just don't normally go, you know, to an animated character like that's fucking hot. Like I want to get in on that or bone down on that. But like if I had to pick someone from Overwatch, I guess pre cyborg Genji is pretty good. Um, just because he's why, a hot Japanese. Why pre cyborg? Okay, like, okay, here's the thing. Post-Cyborg... He doesn't have the, the hot robot I, butt. I'm guessing he has a real good damn human butt beforehand, I would hope so. <laughs> like, okay, in, have you seen in a beautiful butt? world, I could pick both at the same time. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, also, I guess... I don't... You know what? I'm very much into the whole pharmacy ship. Like, that is... That itself, like, shipping other characters <laughs> with each other, I find hot. I just can't see myself. Like. Also, yeah, Young 76. Also. Because he's Chris Evans. Attractive. I get that much. Yeah. Yes. Like, he's literally just basically Chris Evans. Like, I mean, that's yeah. just good character um, design right there. It's great. Yeah. Like, it was just like, mm, who's a yeah. really hot Chris Evans? Yeah. Fuck it. He's Captain America. I mean, if you're going to, like, copy any two actors to make your hot characters, Clint Eastwood and Chris yeah, Evans. Yeah, that. Pretty good, good some, some pretty good archetypes, but yeah. Um, 
So yeah, because Farrah and Mercy definitely have, like, that's a really hot ship, and that really works really well, especially now that they've introduced Farrah's mother into the mix as just, like, over, <laughs> overprotective sniper mom. <laughs> like, Yep. I'm glad I'm glad we got yeah. that on record. <laughs> yeah, that's Well that was easy. That you was prepared an easy for one. people to know about that know that about you, Joel? <laughs> I mean it's not the first detail of myself that I've revealed to Oh god, probably hundreds of people <laughs> at this point. You know about my rude repulsive yeah. sex dreams. <laughs> oh yeah. Right. I mean, it's all downhill oh, yeah. from there, really, yeah. right? <laughs> well, okay, you say hundreds of people. It <laughs> fucked me up when I realized that, oh, right, Th- Dustin is, like, putting that JoJo's Bizarre Rewatch podcast I'm on onto his site, where he's got, like, 300 episodes, so a very, yeah. like, dedicated... Yeah, he's built up a like, listener, listener base. Ba- Shit! <laughs> yeah, people are gonna listen to you. I mean, we... People who probably don't listen to our I mean, podcast, we, so it's we completely snagged, different. We snagged in a whole bunch of uh, we snagged, snagged in a decent uh, subset of the Adventure Zone listenership. So yeah, we we and they into fucking anything. Yeah, well, we cast a pretty wide net. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like speaking of uh, podcast websites, now's the time where we plug yeah. out. We got a website. We have a website. It's cool. We made it. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean okay, it. okay. We made it as a group in like the fucking you know uh, metaphorical term. Joel actually did it all the work and the money. Like, we <laughs> to, fair, I, Joel to be lot. fair, I used a template, so I didn't even do that much of the work. Uh, still, you you put in the actual work as webmaster. Yeah, I mean, it took a lot of time to port stuff over and yeah. get everything looking yeah. nice. So it's at audioentropy.com because we didn't actually say what it was. Yeah, you can, you can, catch, you can catch uh, us directly at moncast.audioentropy.com because I figured out how to do subdomains. Woo! <laughs> subdomains, nice. yeah! This is where I mentioned that we're probably going to stop uploading on Shout Engine with this episode. I mean, it would because... have to be after this episode because otherwise that message isn't getting out to people. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fucked yeah, up. This will, this will be the last yeah, one going you guys up on know, Shout We stopped up, updating that site so if you listen from that site you are not hearing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so if you listen to us directly on Shout Engine you'll have to go to Audio Entropy instead. If you use like our RSS feed I think you just have you'll have to just Unsubscribe and yeah. resubscribe. Yeah, once um, I change the, it? well, the new RSS feed already I think is exists. how it works. Um, unfortunately, we can't. Po- yes, we can't, I just need to. Yeah, submit we can't it to port iTunes. it over from the. Um, like we can't redirect the RSS feed from Shout Engine because it's it's a free site. You don't get a lot of controls. That that's how it goes. Um, but the the link to the new RSS is on the front <laughs> our front page on the site. So. If you're using like Pocket Cast or something mm. where you're not going through iTunes and you want to resubscribe, just plug in the new link and it should it should pull it up. Yeah. So I'll yeah, switch that over on iTunes. And I don't know, I'll put up just like a short audio thing on Shout Engine saying, hey, switch over in case you forget. We've also got to record like an ad to put on the other podcasts. Oh yeah, we have to do that. That'll be, that'll be weird. I mean, we're the most trash fire of trash fire podcasts on our beautiful network. This, yeah, oh. we are the most like thrown together, I guess. But yeah, so go check that out. There's other shows 
that are yeah, awesome. Yeah, like Teenage Latitude, Totally Reprise, and uh, Let Me Tell You About Homestuck, and we've definitely got some future projects in the workshop at the moment. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. We're real close to launching a couple of things on. that I'm I'm really looking forward to. It's going to be sweet for all your podcasting needs. And we need to finish this up because we are like probably going to hit three <laughs> yeah, this hours. Yeah, the longest episode, longer. including the Australia segment, Actually, I which think, we recorded I think we're week. over yep. three hours, yep. including that. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, suck it, teenagers with attitude. <laughs> talk next week. Woo! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I'm Tyler. I'm Jules. Yeah, if you want us to do this, you have to, actually post a, you have to actually post a sign-off order if you want this to happen. No. Well, no, the funny thing is, like, it, just, it makes sense for TWA because you guys usually have, like, four to six people. This is, like, three yeah, people. We no, should be able to remember. Well, no, it doesn't matter how many people there are. It's the awkward, okay, are they going to go or should I go? And then you both say it at the same time, and then... I mean, Jules has done it first. Pretty it is much also the case where, like, now. I actually knew I went next. I just momentarily forgot what to say, including my own name. Like, yeah, like see, wait, what? Yeah. Well, see, here you've got the problem of me trying to actively sabotage your sign-offs. <laughs> so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just say. Yes, my name. because you're refusing to sign yourself yeah, but, off. Yeah, yeah, because this is Joel by the fucking way. Look, if I can, if I and can filibuster our way to three hours, I will, I will do it. We're already we're, at three hours. Well Don't worry, it's okay. Like... Yeah, we're. This is this is ending. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> I think so. It's near your camp. Maybe Kari has been to Digi World. She did have on that camp whistle. Maybe she goes to my camp in the future and is sucked into Digi World like I was, but comes back before me. Oh, I don't know. This moving back and forth from one time dimension to another is mega whacked. No one's ever sure whether they're here or now or, or there and then. Sometimes I feel more like I'm where and when rather than here or there. Or, what did I just say? I'm confusing myself. I know, maybe Kari and I have a fever and we're both delirious. What's wrong, Ty? This is one and only, but that lovely, she's so lonely. She pumps in full a breakfast stand, she stands in mommy's way. What a sing-song dance, what a performance, what a cheap dance show. Oh, no, 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 then boys lie. Welcome to the Australia Corner, where we finally have a government! Woo! Kind of. We're getting there. It's the first step. Making a, go making a government is a very long and tiring process, and it's taken <laughs> us a bit longer than usual. It's been two weeks. I, I feel like as a nation... So are you guys, are you guys like, racing the UK, or...? <laughs> I think it's more like, we're the... Okay, so... In comparison to the UK, the UK is like that kid who just refuses to hand in an essay, ever, and is just like kind of <laughs> fucking up at every opportunity. Like, they could have gotten out of this multiple times, but they just won't. They, they have all the work done, they just don't want to present yeah, it. Yeah, they don't want to present it, like, and honestly, if they just Are you just more describing of an ego my, thing my high school life? I, I mean, I'm, I'm describing my high school life yeah, as well, yeah, Tyler, don't worry. Like, 
<laughs> but like, I think we're I think we're all kind of in the same boat on we're that. We're all on a podcast network. You you guess what our what our high school academic career was like. But yeah, but, there was a, there was a lot of uh, Digimon on the internet actually back then yeah. too. But like, yeah. So the UK is like they're that sort of kid. Australia's sort of the kid who just has kept asking for extensions, and they they've got a good reason for it every time. Most of the time, I should say, but. They're still just not quite there yet, but also, you know, they're a good kid in the end. They'll they'll get through it. They'll they'll turn in something, right? 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 <laughs> Hopefully. Well, the funniest thing was our governor general, who's supposed to be kind of like that one job is supposed to like be for the situation when we have a hung parliament, where we don't have a government yet, and they were in France. Wrong country, there, my dude. Kind of, like, kind of important you get back real quick, ASAP, like... Boy, I'm telling you, I'd like to hang Parliament. <laughs> you know what I mean. God damn it, Joel. <laughs> God. What, what does that even mean? No, no, you, you tell me right now. I'm, I am calling you I, up. I guess, that I, I guess that I want to kill members of Parliament. It's not... Look, Joel political is humor isn't great when you dissect we all knew it. This. Well, now we're also on a watch list. Thanks, Joel. We were already on watch list. I know, but we're going to be on it's more an, now. It's an Australian watch list. There's nobody to enforce it. That's true. I do... Oh, now I'm just imagining a lot Do you of... want the war boys kicking down your door? <laughs> to be fair, I can't imagine war boys sort of either A taking well to an overseas international flight or even taking well to a boat trip to the US to capture Joel. No, they just drive the cars across the water. That's true. I don't I don't know how upset they'd be about me threatening to kill like government establishment <laughs> over there either. Like I don't know. You think they'd really object? Eh, it depends on the government. <laughs> like I'm not threatening them. Well, I mean the thing is that currently this government is a tire fire, so yeah, the war boys would actually kind of defend a tire fire. No. Yeah. yeah, that's a fair point. Just Jesus fucking... What, what is... Like, okay, in all honesty, there's been no real huge issue with having the election results take this long to get out. It's not been a huge deal. It's been a lot of, you know, just bullshit from the media trying to make people scared and stuff. Especially now that there's been talks of, hey, we should probably introduce electronic voting. Good which God, no. has, yeah, yeah, that has a lot of fucking issues attached to it. Like most yeah. things, it's great on paper, weirdly enough, but... Just like voting. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, like... Yeah, out... People are going like, oh, electronic voting would be would make it less corrupt, would have less issues. Um, I don't quite know um, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you have companies like Telstra but vying to get rights to that in Australia. It's like, you think they necessarily have an objective best interest... In us, really, really, really. So the point, the point I like to raise when people in America bring up the idea of introducing electric voting is, hey, remember when we rolled out that healthcare website? <laughs> yeah, that went well. And it's like, like, yeah. consider that like the baseline for a government-run technology project. Yeah. Now imagine having something as important as voting for your government running through one of those systems. And then you have the argument of, well, yeah, the government can't do it well, so we'll get a pri we'll get someone in the private sector to do it. Oh, great! Oh, fantastic! Yeah. You mean the you mean the people who are already doing everything they can to try and rig elections in their favor? Yeah, yeah we can trust <laughs> Just those guys. Just hand the fucking key to the chocolate factory. Like, yeah, like. 
this thing, it could work, but it would take a lot of time and a lot of fuck-ups, and big fuck-ups. Like, and even then, it's not a guaranteed success whatsoever. Like... <sighs> yes, the government, uh, well, soon-to-be government, will hold it by a single seat. Seriously? Yeah. Holy that's shit. That's the prediction. 76 out of 150. Oh my god. A single seat? Those, those are the kinds of margins that, uh, that you can, you know, base, like, completely upending your, you know, status as a country mm. on. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah. fun. It's also going to be fun when we introduce that wonderful plebiscite for same-sex marriage. Woo! That's going to be a fucking laugh yeah, and a half. It'll be a fun couple of weeks. Let's uh, like, kill me now, please. Like, <laughs> don't worry, we are trying to kill Queensland as quickly as possible, Tyler. Like, we're doing our best. Hey, if you guys, if you guys are getting tired of that stuff, just uh, tune into American politics. Oh that'll, yeah, no, that always, that'll really cheer you right yeah, up. Yeah, that always makes me feel a lot better. Actually, like going, do you know what? It could be worse. It could True. be way worse. They're gonna pay. The current estimate was 160 million dollars to host a nationwide vote about whether we should legalize same-sex marriage. But the vote that... is not binding. Yeah, so that means well, no, yeah. Can't. So the vote could pass with like ninety so percent support, I... and they could still say no, we don't want to do it, and it wouldn't happen. So basically, they looked at Brexit and were like, "Oh wait, wait, there's a problem here." Yeah. <laughs> uh. God. But some people have already said that no matter what the outcome of the poll is, they are still going to vote no. Yeah. See, fuck off. So, yeah, yeah, if you're saying that before the polls even held, it's like, um, yeah, you guys aren't even trying to pretend that this matters, though, are you? Pretty much. Nope. <sighs> yeah, it's fun. Well, in slightly more positive news, at least, uh, my state, New South Wales, uh, has banned greyhound racing. Which is good, because, fuck it, like, there's a lot of animal abuse in that. Which is weird as well, though, because yeah, you can also see it from a slightly darker perspective, though, because, um, I actually don't know if we've... I think we briefly might have brought up the lockout laws in on the podcast in a previous episode. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we recorded that part. They're in force in Queensland now. Great. Well, the thing mm. in in New South Wales are like, and you know, they've tried this in most states, and they're doing it now in both New South Wales and Queensland. Is this issue of the lockout laws, where basically, oh, in this certain district in the main, uh, you know, center of the city, uh, bars and clubs, uh, you know, can't, you know. Like, the specifics are weird, but it's basically like you can't serve drinks and can't let anyone in after a certain point, which is quite early. Like, it's like, what, midnight? Like or two o'clock. Yeah, two, o'clock. two o'clock, yeah, depending on that. And which, okay, sure, you want to argue against, you want to try and fight against binge drinking, which is actually a problem in Australia, as we've talked about Guna Fortune in multiple podcasts across the network. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a multi, that's a multi-podcast phenomenon yeah, at this point. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't want to be responsible for that coming to America. I might, I might fuck some people over, but, um, yeah, so, I get it. Oh, don't worry, we've come up with plenty of our own novel ways to kill ourselves. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, 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 I shouldn't be worried about that too much. But yeah, like, that, from that perspective, I get it. You want to fight against binge drinking, sure. And there's a lot of, you know, fights breaking out from, uh, due to alcohol, sure. But the problem was, this law's kind of fucked up, because it pushes a lot of the business away from those areas, which have now turned into basically dead neighborhoods, which make them really actually kind of dangerous to walk through at night. Um, and also, 
the it so many there's so many multifaceted parts to this. For example, um, the fact that the way incidents reports are related to alcohol are reported in Australia through our police is that say if you because uh, one of the main neighborhoods affected by this is King's Cross, and say for example uh, my neighborhood Bonnie Junction, if you drank at King's Cross, took the train back home to Bonnie Junction, and then got in a fight there. The incident wouldn't be reported as an alcohol-related incident in Bonnet Junction, it would be blamed on King's Cross. That makes no fucking sense. Like, that had nothing to do with the actual neighborhood. And then, and, and then apply this to the, the fact of, like, um, sexual assault cases. So, you have all these inflated figures being applied to the wrong areas and aren't being treated as necessarily well. And then also, because of all this business shutting down in those areas, you now have all the drunk people going to other neighborhoods. So... And just chilling. Yeah, yeah, just chilling, yeah. That's that's, that's one way of putting it. And then you... <laughs> and, like, the main problem is that you have, for example, um, the hospital that was most affected by uh, this was St. Vincent's Hospital in uh, New S- in Sydney, and they basically were saying, like, oh, this is, the lockout laws are great. You know, um, we've, we've seen a huge drop in the rate of um, uh, people being brought in for, like... Um, uh, you know, alcohol poisoning and being such, and like, up. and being beaten up by drunken people. That's great. But then you look at all the other hospitals in the other neighborhoods that people have gone to drink at, it's not a good idea. Like, it's, the figures are going well, in the other here's direction. The, here's the thing. We don't need to fix the problem. We just need to shift the blame. Well, yeah, but the, and here's the kicker. So this is what makes me, a little, as much as I'm happy about the great banning of Greyhound racing in uh, New South Wales, it's a little leery when you also consider the fact that the Premier here, essentially, I guess, our governor, of some sort, the person in charge of the state, the one place in the city that is exempt from the lockout law is the casino. The brand new shiny casino right next door. Mm -hmm. Well, you've got to to booze people up at casinos because that's how you make sure they spend all their money there. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I would have... If people were sober in casinos, the casinos wouldn't make money. Exactly. They realize that they're losing all their money. Yeah. And so now, part of me was just thinking, huh, banning of Greyhound Racing, so you've banned one form of betting that doesn't take place at a casino. Yup. That's, uh, that's a little... Oh, uh, they, they didn't ban it because of the betting. The sports betting in Australia has gone off the fucking rails. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, it's... Like, half of the ads on TV now are for sports betting services. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous how big gambling is they're here. Just, they're everywhere. Yeah, billboards but, and radio yeah. and everything is about sports betting. I'll say that though, I'm looking forward to the fact that there is now a uh, Greyhound adoption event happening at the end of this month, and I'm gonna go because it's also a sausage sizzle. So fuck yeah, I'm gonna oh, pet me some dogs. Nice. And, I'm gonna pet me some dogs and eat some hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a good. That sounds like a good weekend. Yeah, that that like that sounds genuinely pleasant. Like I remember hearing in Melbourne there was like some fucking dog festival. I was like, why don't we have that here? I want a dog festival. I want to see owners try and take their dogs through, like, competition-level um, uh, obstacle courses when their dog has, like, barely been house-trained, because that's hilarious. Trying to watch two men <laughs> shove a St. Bernard over a ramp, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, sounds fun. Uh, a few weeks ago, a friend of mine uh, posted something on Facebook of him at a, like, corgi meetup at the local oh, dog fuck park. Yeah. And I was like, of course and I was like why is this the first I'm hearing of yeah. this? Like, I don't own a corgi, but I'll just go to that thing. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Someone I know posted a video of at their local dog park. It was Beagle Day. Oh, god damn, that sounds oh. good. 
and someone brought their remote control car. Oh no! <laughs> oh boy! And they were just racing it around the dog park, and it had a camera on it. And there's just this car goes flying past, and the camera like turns around. Eagles, I'd imagine. The camera turns around, and there's just a horde of beagles. That's amazing. Just chasing after it. I'm so sad I can't bring my dogs to a lot of dog meetups because my dog is very antisocial, and it's kind of sad. He, and lazy? He, well, he's lazy mostly because he's old, and he's got, like, a bad shoulder, and he can't walk as good now, which is kind of sad, but, like, he's turned into full... He was already a grumpy dog, but he's turned into full grumpy old man, uh, because, like, usually when there's someone at the door or someone walks past the house, he would run up to the front door and bark, as a dog would do. Now he will lay in his bed all the way to the other side of the house and just bark from his bed. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll like, he'll prop his head... He can't, he can't be asked to get yeah, up. He'll prop his head on top of like the side of the bed and just start barking. It's like, what What are you doing? You can't... You're just sitting <laughs> there. Get up. <laughs> like I've tried to... Uh, I can get that. Even trying to get him to walk now, it's basically like... I'll put the leash on him and he'll just stay there lying down. It's like, no, come on. You, you've got to go. <laughs> He's also, he knows I'm a complete, nah, I'm good. He knows a complete suck as well, because there's a couple of stairs outside our house, and there's... We've oh, you some... don't carry him up the stairs, do you? Yes. Oh, spoiled I, dog. I love him. He's my beautiful, enormous corgi. Like, he's way too big. Like, he's... He's like, he's like one and a half times the size of a regular corgi. <laughs> it's really fucking right. hilarious. Like, it, he looks... It's sad, because, like, he was, um bred for to be a show dog but like he's got a big bushy tail that's black you can't have that in a corgi you're supposed to naturally breed them with bob tails his ears are flopping down like a beagle he's got like way too much white fur on him <laughs> and he's fucking huge and it's like he's like the most reject corgi and I love him <laughs> <laughs> he's one of those discount ones you get cause you uh, didn't quite uh, match manufacturer specifications <laughs> little bit like it's kind of sad, but you got a fl- you got a floor model of Corgi. <laughs> God damn it, that's true. But uh... so on that, I think we don't really have anything else to talk about. Well, do we? th- okay, I'll bring this up quickly because I know Joel doesn't care much about Pokemon Go. I honestly recognize it's a shit game, but I can't stop playing it, which is the phenomenon that's happening. Yeah, to that's real fun. I was going to say, that's basically, shit. you could basically put that in the quote-unquote packaging for I, it. I, that's what everyone says. I know someone who does, doesn't know Pokemon. Like, they never played Pokemon, even though they're my age. And My dad? No, well, no. I'll say it's like, this person is, uh, is my age. Like, they just turned 25, and they just, just got into peer pressure and got Pokemon Go... Like, I saw in Chinatown an old Chinese man playing Pokemon Go, which was kind of amazing as, like, a weird thing of just, like, I said the word out loud, and he looked up, and we shared this moment of looking at each other, like, oh, oh, okay, we both know what we're doing. And he was the most stereotypical old Chinese man in, like, tracksuit and everything on a winter's night in Chinatown. Like, you could, you could, I'm pretty sure I could write a Vice article saying something about, you know, cultural distances and the way we've reappropriated ourselves like through that technology in this weird fucking way and the crossing of a generation <laughs> but Australian related with Pokemon Go we had this weird thing where so this got to the point where there was a Pokestop at a specific park which is uh, surrounded by apartment blocks fair enough it's a nice little park it's a cozy little park 
it's nothing really huge. It's exactly what you expect a park to be sized like when it's surrounded by a bunch of apartment buildings. Except over the weekend, over a thousand people came per night and flooded that park. That poor park. Yeah. Like... You can see people, like, I don't, I get walking around just playing Pokemon, but yeah. why are you walking around at 3am playing Pokemon? Yeah, no, fuck that shit. And like, just look at these, I've just linked uh, the article, um, it's on, you can find it, just type in Pokemon Go Australia, you'll find this article, and just these pictures are just this poor park flooded in the middle of night. By a oh, sea of people. Lord. Yeah. It looks like an outdoor concert. Yeah. yeah. And it's just people staring at the phones. Like, finally, I get what you meant, Joel, when you said only. Like, yeah, it's just people being kind of shitty, just staring at their phones, just crowding a public area at night, causing like, ruckus. If I lived in one of those apartments, I would be furious. Oh, no, they had the police call on them, which, fair enough, because there was a lot of littering and shit. <laughs> Residents living yeah. in like... buildings nearby took the matter into their own hands, hurling <laughs> water bombs and eggs. <laughs> <laughs> get, get out of here, you damn nerds! Yeah, and that's literally you damn kids get off my lawn. Yeah. They're playing with the that's, the, that's the world we live in now. My it's a god. Whole new world to uh, live in. I'm sorry. No, it's like, like <laughs> god damn it. And I will say at least, this game has actually gotten me to go outside a little bit more, and actually gotten me, got me to walk a bit more, but I was already the sort of person who would go on walks anyway, so I've not seen as much of a huge difference in my lifestyle, but yeah, it, it's still a, it's, I get fun out of it, and that's just me personally, but I also completely understand people <laughs> who hate this game, I get it as well. Especially with this sort of bullshit being pulled, because seriously, and also, yeah, maybe people shouldn't play Pokemon Go in, like, the Holocaust Museum, for example. Maybe you shouldn't catch a yeah. coffee in the Holocaust Museum. I'm just gonna put that out there. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. Also, don't pull over on the freeway to, like, yeah. stop at a Pokestop. Stop. That's, that's not cool. Why? Like, okay, s like, seriously. Don't play Pokemon Go if you're driving. For fuck's sake, people. It's not hard to understand that, right? Right. The the analogy I like to I like to throw out when people talk about this stuff is like people who play are playing it at work or whatever. It's like okay, like I love Pokemon. I play it on my 3ds. Yeah. I can't have my 3ds out while I'm driving and playing. Literally nobody would think that's acceptable. Yeah, no. I can't pull my 3ds out at work and play Pokemon while working. Like yeah. nobody would think that's acceptable. Just because this thing's on your phone or like just because there's a mobile. Uh, like a web-based game that's popular right now, like, just because it's accessible doesn't mean it's acceptable. Yeah! <laughs> like, the most outlandish thing I've done so far is that my uh, partner and I were on a bus back home, and on the radar we just saw a Pikachu, and we're like, oh shit, we need to catch a Pikachu, so we just hopped off a, stop, a couple stops early and walked around the block. We couldn't find it, but that's the most outlandish thing I've done. I've not had to pull no, over... Like, buses... Buses move pretty slowly. Like they probably get below the like cutoff speed at times. Oh yeah, like, no. Something shows up while you're on the bus. Catch away. You're on a bus. Yeah, Who cares? Exactly. Like I caught a ride on on a bus. Fuck yeah, that was cool. It disappoints me that riding Damn, on a bike a is yeah. too fast. <laughs> that's that's the most anti-Pokemon. You should be able to hatch eggs on your bike. I for know. Sure. <laughs> but I do like ride at like 30k's on my bike. <laughs> 
So <laughs> yeah, so you've got yeah, you've got the mock bike. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then you fall off and you break your wrist and you have giant scars. Yeah, yeah, just like just like Ruby and Sapphire. <laughs> and someone did actually mention to me like they kind of broke my brain because we were just talking about the fact that oh we shouldn't be playing Pokemon Go in the city while walking across the street and stuff like just in case like you don't want to accidentally you know get hit by a car like I've been uh, before. Yeah. You don't want to be the person that got run over by a truck playing Pokemon Go. Yeah. that's not that's not the legacy you want to leave on the world. Yeah, and then like my friend just she just mentioned that yeah I mean it's not like we're in the Pokemon anime where like cars basically don't exist and I just stopped and thought they don't. Um, excuse me, there is a truck. No, 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 no. There, you know, yeah. There's a truck, but like you don't see that shit actually moving. <laughs> Like, um, um, maybe you didn't use strength on it. And find there are there either. are cars there are cars that Sorry. literally drive past in uh, Lumios. Yeah, true, there is. true. You can catch a cab, but you, they never come with anywhere like as close to you. Usually, like it was just funny to me the fact that I realized like, oh right, cars aren't as big of a huh. Well, I mean, you don't really need them when you can ride Pokemon. Exactly, like, yeah, it makes just, sense. Yeah. Just catch a fucking Pidgey, they're everywhere. Teach it fly. And then just surf that thing to the next city, yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Just, like, stand, balance on one foot. God. It'll just, it'll just fly you to wherever no, you're going. you gotta get two Pidgeys, one for each foot. <laughs> You'd better hope that, they're, uh, that they can keep up the same speed or else you're gonna be really lopsided. <laughs> oh, mm. oh, God, that'd be terrible. You're just think... like rotating in in midair because one moves twice as fast as the other. <laughs> I think we should. You're still leave moving forward, but you're dizzy as hell. But I also imagine you get a Pidgeotto to pull you as well, so you've got you're just basically water skiing on Pidgeys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th I think we should leave this here. Yeah, because... there's, there's not been a huge amount of Australian news. Um, I'll have to think of some more Australian trivia to tell Joel next week. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I think yeah, we might need to move back to me just learning random shit about your country. I mean, yeah, the election's basically over. Like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, thank God that eight weeks of hell was over. How's your election going, Joel? <laughs> eight weeks. Hey, uh, yeah, did you hear Donald Trump announced his running mate? It's such a great choice. Right. He tried to get out of it like the night before he made the announcement. Oh God. <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, uh, tune in next week. You've only got like what five months to go. It's fine. Oh god! It's fine. Everything's good here. My stomach dropped in that prospect. Jesus. This is fine. <laughs> yeah, this is fine. Anyway, yeah, we yes. should. Every, we everything should, is fine. We should get to like the Digimon part of this. Do we have to? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. So it's, you, a, it's a good episode. I mean, I don't say it's a bad episode. I'm just so saying. You, like, you, you say that. You say this, but the for the listeners, like yeah, this goes on the end. Did. I know. Yeah. We record this first, know, and then yeah, the actual show. I know. Show. That's why I said it. You think I don't know how our own fucking podcast works?